Everybody. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. The podcast that exists to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. So clean, so good. So clean, so good. Another edition of Jordan's Sick. Another sick Voice. edition. Uh, not COVID this time, though, so you're not, no. you feel a little better. Just a cold. Um, and you're on the end of it. I yes. bet our next episode you won't sound bad. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, today we're talking about. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Or as the title in the movie dubs it, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Part 2. Oh, which yeah. Which seems so dramatic to me. Freddy's Revenge. What revenge does Freddy get? I'm Remains not sure. <laughs> open to a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided to have two of our friends on, Trevin and Alicia Alger. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, hey, everybody. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> and the reason, if I can, you know, set the table here a little bit, my favorite phrase, uh, Trevin and I used to work at the trampoline park. So, um, and Mike Combs, you know Trevin. He listens all the time. So, um, Hi, Mike. <laughs> and so we, we would talk about movies all the time, so much so that we hardly watched the children and kept them safe when we were working. Oh, yeah, there was... There was very little working going on. We just kind of wander in each other's area and start having a conversation about what we were watching that week. There would be times when uh, I feel like Micah would be texting you or something, and I think maybe you were even in Korea or something. I'm like, well, how's he doing? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know. We're talking <laughs> about movies. I'm like, you want to just see, like, how's he doing? I've gotten a little bit better, but I still think that when we text, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's talk about this movie we just saw. Let's break it all down. It doesn't matter what life events are going on, but what if you watch this? (laughs) Yes, yeah. Honestly, that's great. And hey, I mean, our friendship has lasted longer than many of my friends. So, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, you kind of need those, you know, that connective tissue for a friendship. Like, if if you're just friends because you are around each other, that's one thing. But if you're friends because you. You click mm-hmm. on an area. That's that's something totally different. Yeah, that's yeah. why it sticks. Yep. <laughs> so totally. when you got back from all of your all the military stuff and like living in different states and countries and all that, you you were like, "Hey, let's hang out." And we said, "Hey, we we just watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you think you and Alicia would want to come over and watch Nightmare 2? Which was a movie I think none of us had seen, mm, right? No. no, we were we were all new on that. It's new for all of us. Had you guys <laughs> seen the first one? Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe so. I think so. we rewatched it right beforehand, yeah. but okay. I think we'd seen it once before, maybe the previous Halloween. We usually try yeah. to mm. save our horror, or by we, I mean I force her to save the horror <laughs> for one time of the year because it would be Halloween all year round if it yes. was up to Alicia. Very, very same, true. Same in our household. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it too much, and I get too excited. Yeah, it's not even fall yet, and yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I make I'm up in. silly rules, and I'm like, but if we watch all the good horror the rest of the year then what are we going to watch in october exactly. we've got a stockpile exactly. Good point. We're, we're this is a very similar dynamic <laughs> where i'm like oh wouldn't it be fun to make all these rules for what we're going to watch this month and you're like i'm like no i'm just going to watch sweeney todd while i'm working mm-hmm. for the like i just want to watch a movie tonight october first that is and so like, funny well, it's not on the list of movies that i am you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same <laughs> dynamic over here. <laughs> at least he's like, can we just rewatch something we love? And I'm like, I need, need to get through <laughs> at least 30 brand new movies to me so mm-hmm. that I can widen my scope. Yeah. 
Yep. I know. I, I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth. I'm like, I just really want my comfort movies, yeah. but I do want to watch something new. I do. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I've got a I've got a weird uh we're gonna call it a medical condition. No, it's not <laughs> it's not a medical condition. It's just some weird neurosis where I uh can't can't like not watch a movie. Like you put a movie on, Alicia will put a comfort movie on and then walk yeah. around the house and I walk past the TV and I'm like, oh man, this movie again? We watch this all the time. And I'm like, not going to watch it. And then, and then I'll walk by there. the TV yeah. and there's just like a slow magnetism. Like I can't <laughs> get away from the gravity of the TV. Like that's a movie mm-hmm. and I have to fully invest myself uh-huh. in the movie, even if I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I'm just required. Eyes it's are the glued rules. to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't get away. I have to, if she watches a movie in the bedroom and I've decided I don't want to watch it, I'll have to like close the door just because hearing it <laughs> makes me want to engage with it. I start thinking about it. And so I get dragged in there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch this stupid movie. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is a medical condition. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I've gotten better at that. Uh, the one thing that's kind of wild to me is I now can turn movies off when I really don't like them, which is something I really couldn't do a few years ago. Yeah. It would, it would have to just be like so offensive to me that I had to turn it off. I would never do it out of quality because it's like, I started it, I got to finish it. Mm-hmm. But now I can actually do that. And I feel like that's growth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Discipline. Yeah. For sure. But you guys came over and we watched Nightmare on Elm Street 2. We certainly And did. we were yucking it up and laughing. Because this movie is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. It is. It's one of the more insane movies mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think a lot of people would probably cite this as as against what our motto of the podcast is, is a sequel can never be better than the original. Because this is so insane. Yeah. But as you and I have said in last week's episode... There is something about this Freddy Krueger guy <laughs> where as long as we see really cool prosthetics and insane effects, I kind of think it's like at least a 7 out of 10 movie because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, well, I saw some of the craziest. I saw Freddy burst out of another man, <laughs> and I have not seen that before. Yep. 7 out of 10. Oh, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I love the way he discards the the old body in it. Like, yes. You can, you can see that he's wearing the prosthetic <laughs> oh, of what was the character, yeah. and then he just kind of stands up and shrugs it off like it's a cape. Yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> yes. He's like, it. goodbye to these head and shoulders. Yeah. It he, is some of the best body horror, honestly. It is. In that movie. Like, it's yeah. insane. My favorite, and it's just disgusting. It, it is, is. Yeah. yeah. The maggots showing through and all all that jazz. Oh yeah. So so, what is your? Can I ask what your history with Nightmare is to both of you? Well, my first introduction was in middle school. I had a very strange, um, what's the word? Like a I don't know, just like a horror phase. Mm-hmm. And I just watched not even good movies, honestly. <laughs> just like random. This is when Blockbuster was still around. Oh, um, like I would just days. yes, I would go to Blockbuster <laughs> with my grandma all the time, and um, yeah, I would just go straight to the horror section, pick out some weird movie I've never even heard of, mm-hmm. not even good in, in particular. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street obviously was a big one, so I had to watch all of the you know the ones that everyone's heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I watched. The original, loved it from the very beginning. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> I mean, did did you watch any of the other no, others in nope. the series? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you just had one. like the pure mm-hmm. vision of the first movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. And then what is your nightmare history? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got very little nightmare history. So I think my first knowledge of the character was probably middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids in middle school. I was I was very I was learning about the social arena during that time. And when kids started to talk about, you know, what was cool, what they mm-hmm. were what they were watching, I was always like, wait, what is that? I've never even heard of this thing before. And I think Freddie versus Jason. Jason oh, yeah. was happening in that time period. Oh, okay. You know, Alien versus Predator, that era. Yeah. And Which I was is like, a strange era in, definitely. in movie weird. history. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. Is there any like third ones of that sort of thing? Um, or is it just those two that did the weird crossover? Did Michael do anything? Michael Meyer? I, I don't, don't think remember. he did. Okay. I mean, but there's also the weird like the the next phase, which of course we're gonna talk about both of these phases on the podcast later in the series. But where they're like, hey, now we need to remake classic horror movies, yeah. mm-hmm. which was a oh. weird phase, too. And yeah. I don't think any of those remakes are well-beloved. Yeah. Although I do think there are some Rob Zombie Halloween fans. Yes. Yes. Know, but I haven't seen those. Mm. So anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Very odd. But yeah, uh, I, I heard about the character and I saw the poster, but my mom was very anti-horror. Yeah. It, you, know, you, don't, you don't watch horror. It's not okay. And my dad was... Kind of the opposite of that. He was kind of, he was odd with horror because <laughs> he would like force me to watch horror. And I'd be like, no, my mom doesn't want me to see this. And he'd be like, shut up, sit down, watch the movie. And I'd be like, but dad, I'm scared. And I'd, I remember when I was younger, I used to straight up like close my eyes in protest. And he'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You idiot. So my growing up with horror was kind of odd because I was so against it because on one side, my dad was like forcing me to watch horror because he's like, you need to learn. Stop being such a scaredy cat. And yeah. I was like, no. And then my yeah. mom was like, don't watch horror movies. Yeah. And so I didn't watch almost any except for the random ones my dad would just throw on because he wanted to watch them. So I don't think I saw any of the standard slashers or like the iconic horror movies until I decided that I needed to see all the movies. Mm-hmm. And that was you know late into high school. And I don't think I watched. I don't think I watched Nightmare on Elm Street at all until I was probably in my twenties. Yeah, was yeah. it when yeah. we were yeah. in El Paso? Could have been. Yeah, yeah. it probably was. You probably rented it from the library. <laughs> yeah, probably mm-hmm. did rent it from the library. <laughs> I think that would have been uh, Arizona. That's when I was riding my bike to the library and grabbing but everything. Do you remember that library we went to all the time in Texas? We're like the, the bring same person. <laughs> <laughs> Riding our bikes to the library yes. to get movies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaky. I was also pillaging the uh, the audiobook section. I had yeah. my, my computer and I just check out eight audiobooks <laughs> at a time and, and then download them, them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then bring them back. And I, the ladies there who were checking them out to me were always like, what is going on with this kid? Like just bringing in his backpacks stuffing it full of as many things you can get mm-hmm. and then bringing them back like six days later. Like they must've <laughs> thought I was a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was straight up like just they a have full to, backpacks. They have to know. Pe- librarians yeah, have to know that yeah. people do that, right? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure that anybody else was doing it. In we've area, we've it was, done it with, yeah. with audiobooks. Oh with, yeah. Like really long Stephen King books when we're going to oh. have like really long road trips. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, put burn 112263 on your... Yeah, you know your computer. Yeah, that's, that's so cool that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. You can the library that. rules. You pay yes. your taxes. Yes. You can go to the library and get your stuff. <laughs> that's so true. I never even thought about that. That's actually really cool. I heard someone <laughs> else say the tax thing because sometimes it's like this feels like the craziest scam. I'm just watching free movies and like mm-hmm. listening to audiobooks and stuff. This kind of feels like stealing. And then someone mentioned, 
Oh, it was in the Amazing Spider-Man 900. They mentioned oh, really? that you pay your taxes, so you can check out <laughs> comics and all that stuff from the library. That's so oh, funny. yeah, totally. I do remember that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I do pay my taxes. Yeah, this is fine. I deserve this. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've always advocated for it amongst my friends, and they're always like, dude, just like rent it on YouTube or whatever. And I'm like, if you watch as many movies as I did, mm-hmm. and you would like to watch them legally... This would be thousands of dollars yeah. that I have spent. Yeah. It's an expensive hobby. Yeah. yeah. All e- hobbies even are, renting I guess. them for four <laughs> bucks a pop or whatever on mm-hmm. YouTube. It's like, that would be thousands of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not thousands, but hundreds. A lot. Oh, so, definitely. But anyway, so we're talking Nightmare 2. Mm-hmm. This movie's pretty wild. So I want to get into the production um, of it. So on the there was never an intent to make this a franchise. Um, if if we recall New Line Cinema and Robert Shea, mm-hmm. like pushed this movie forward and it did well, and then they were kind of like, oh, we have our first bona fide hit. What are we gonna do about it? And the weekend of the first movie, distribution called Robert Shea and said, we need a sequel. So right off the bat, they're like, let's go. And um, they they write a first draft of the movie. Um, the guy, what is his name? Um, David Chaskin. He writes a draft for the movie, and Wes Craven looks at it, and he has a ton of notes, and is like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. And they basically look at the notes, and they're like, that's great that you have some opinions, Wes, but we'll kindly take this forward and move on. So they don't even offer him the directing job. He doesn't go on to do this movie. He doesn't even co-write on it. He's just the producer, right? Just characters. And I think, yeah, I think he does get a producer. Yeah, he gets a little title on the producer line. but Hmm. Yeah, but he has, like, no involvement in this movie. Um, and like right off the bat, so the, the writer said that he, he didn't really have a particular like love of the first movie. So he just like wrote a movie in the world. I mean, they didn't even talk to Heather Langenkamp to return as Nancy, which seems Mm -hmm. like the thing you would do if you were doing like a standard sequel. And he's just like, I'm just going to write this story. And when he's writing it at the time, uh, this is like, post AIDS crisis. Okay. And people are out and proud and he's like I'm going to put all this subtext in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the lead actor of the movie at the time was closeted but he's oh, wow. gay. And he of course now he's like out and proud mm-hmm. but at the time he was not and so they start working on this movie and it's just hilarious. I would encourage anyone who has a fascination with this movie to watch this. There's a uh like four hour documentary that covers all of the nightmare movies. And if you skip to the second one, um, it's called never sleep again. If you get to the second one, uh, the director, um, Jack shoulders or Jack, is it shoulders or Jack shoulder? Yeah. Shoulder. Shoulder. He is like, I don't know how I missed it, <laughs> but I had no idea that this movie has like so that. much gay subtext in it. A For man sure. is being spanked bare ass <laughs> in a shower. I know. And it's, I remember when, because I hear this kind of reading, like, like you know, you'll be scrolling through Twitter or see Letterboxd and people will take some movie that I just watched and they'll be like, wow, this is really like a portrait of a gay person, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I never pick up on that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, unless it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And me, when I finished Nightmare 2, I was like, oh, this is a movie about being a closeted gay person. Like, easy, 100% me, who never picks up on that stuff and can never, like, figure that part of 
like movie making out mm-hmm. right off the bat. I was <laughs> like, yep, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's super funny, too, because they, like, right off the bat, they're, instead of sexualizing the female leads, uh-huh. they're doing it to the guys. Uh-huh. You know, you're, you're on the baseball field, they're checking them out, they're like, damn, oh look at my him. gosh. And, uh-huh. and so then, funny. you know, you know, the guy gets hit in the head because he's looking at the girls, and then you know the the friend later on comes around, and <laughs> they get in the, they get pants. In the, yeah they get in a little tiff. He, the move. first thing he does is pull the pants down, mm-hmm. and they wrestle on the ground with one guy just trying to pull his pants up the half the time. Yeah. Then we cut back to the girls, and the girls are like, "Damn, that's a nice ass." <laughs> <laughs> like they're just loving it. Like mm-hmm. the guys are 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 the sexy pieces of meat in this yeah, one. Which, you right. know, I was I was loving <laughs> it's it. It's sort of like weirdly, this movie is like way ahead of its time. For I sure, guess. definitely, honestly, Be- because it. I don't know when when you watch it now, it's like I feel like people would would be impressed by this movie now yeah. if if it came out. Mm-hmm. Then they'd make a big big. Hub, hubbub about the whole mm-hmm. thing and and how interesting it was that they went that route and it's like no they did this in 1985 <laughs> like yeah. back then it was just wacky but today it'd be a statement yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally totally um but yeah so uh uh robert no robert what's what's freddie's name england robert england robert england, england. Yeah. yeah okay robert england's agent was asking for a lot more money he mm-hmm. was wise enough he could see the future of what this was going to mm-hmm. be and so they started filming the movie, and they had an extra as Freddie. Whoa. And while they were filming it, the extra was, in the words of the director, walking like Frankenstein. And, <laughs> and he went to Bob Shea, and he said, this is terrible. Uh-huh. You have to figure out how to get England here, mm-hmm. because if you don't, this is stupid. Yeah. Yep. And so they bring him on. Awesome. And that was totally necessary because he carries himself so well. He when does, he when he yeah. slides onto the frame, you can feel it. Like it doesn't yeah. feel right without yeah. his posturing. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's great so at it. You you guys said that you just rewatched the the remake, the yes. 2010 movie. Yes. Is because that's the only time that it's played by another actor. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Alicia really? right off so the bat much. caught it. I know. And I like beforehand was like, "Ooh, I'm really, really nervous for this. I hope he doesn't. Hope Freddie is holds up." Had you read stuff about it beforehand? Was that why you were looking for it? Yeah, because yeah, before we started no, the movie, no, you were saying, so. "Oh man, I hope that Freddie's okay in this movie." I'm because concerned. he's so iconic in the yeah. originals. Yeah. So it was, I was just yeah, like, was "How like can you forefront. top that?" But yeah, I was really, really upset. You hit the nail right on the head. So I was like, what? It's, you know, I so don't it, think it's, it's going to be I an mean, issue. We'll, we'll get there, but it's in like seven movies when we'll watch that. True, one. true. But <laughs> is it, it's it's pretty like right off the bat, you're like, that's not Robert England and this isn't oh. good. Like, oh, man. It's that kind of a it's thing. It's rough. He, yeah. he looks like uh, like a rounded alien head. Like <laughs> does. It's kind of smooth. It doesn't look like, you know, Alicia pointed out, it doesn't look like a man with burns. Yeah. Oh. But Almost like a like animal, like Oh, that's like skinless, basically. Oh, weird. It's, it's very a, odd. Yeah, the it skull is weird. I was trying to be an apologist at the start. And I'm like, oh, it's not just a weird angle from the shot. Yeah. And then we got to a later scene where he's just out in the open. I was like, oh, no, you're oh. right. This is rough. Oh. But like performance wise. What, yeah. what he, doesn't, he doesn't carry the same, you know, he doesn't yeah. carry the same. So, okay, the frame. Just he, not, he doesn't seem like the same guy at all. It doesn't seem like he's having fun because Robert England is just having fun. Yes. Dude, just he yells. totally is. Yeah. My favorite detail about Freddy in this movie is that he'll pop out of something and he's getting ready to kill a bunch of people. 
But he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that quite yet. I see a table that has pitchers on it. I need to throw all of the pitchers off of the table, and then I can start attacking. Yeah. He's, he's ultra dramatic. He wants he wants to gather the spotlight all up, yes. like yeah. that one there, that one there, that one there. We're getting them all here, and now I'm gonna go in. Yeah. So much drama. Yeah, it's so great. Um, but yeah, Brad Pitt and Christian Slater auditioned for the lead of this movie. Oh my what? god! Yeah, young young Brad. Wait, I would love to see Brad that. Instead of oh, I see, I see. I thought it was like a um, Johnny Depp kind of. That's where I was. Oh, my yeah. head was at. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, he was gonna play the Jesse character, yes. I believe. Right? Oh my gosh, yep. that would have been iconic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then at the time, putting it into perspective, like movie horror villains didn't really talk. Oh, you know, you had yeah. Jason and Michael who don't. So speak. Jason doesn't talk either. No. Okay. Um. At least not at the time. I, I've never yeah. seen a Friday the 13th movie, so I don't know. Um, by this time, though, we will have recorded an episode with our friends on 90 Under 90, and we will have watched Jason Goes to Hell. Yep. And that'll be the first Friday the 13th yep. movie we will have watched, <laughs> which I think is maybe the perfect way to enter into the series I've never seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they didn't talk, and so the, the writer of this movie like emphasize that and he wanted freddie to speak a lot yeah which i think is good yeah. i think that's a good development he does talk a bit in the first movie but yeah in this yeah. movie he's 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 yucking it up mm -hmm. quite a bit calling people his children mm -hmm. i mean i don't know why <laughs> i don't know what that means but well cool. he killed children yeah, well yeah i guess you're right i guess so. you're right yeah, and I think I think they turn that up as the series goes on too, because mm -hmm. like the third one. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Or he he really really leans into it. He's mm -hmm. got. Is that know, the one where he's phrases. like reborn or something? Yeah, it's the Dreamers one. The, the Dream one. Warriors. Yeah. Is that the, the best? One the best like one that we've third... seen. Okay. I love that. Wait, one. you guys have seen that? Yeah. We, oh, we've cool. seen uh, the f five of them. Oh, got you. Yeah, because yes. last year we were we were watching them, and mm -hmm. then we were like, we have to cover this in October next year, and mm -hmm. then we kind of stopped, and now we're yeah. starting again. But three, I think, is like the best one of the five that I've seen by yeah. like a long Honestly, shot. Honestly, I liked it a lot. That one is definitely the most unhinged. Yes. I mean, they, they turn into straight like it's so karate fast. warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're yeah. doing they're doing flips. They're going yeah, crazy. Awesome. They entered the Matrix with yes. Larry Fishburne. Larry, yeah. not yeah. Lawrence in that one. <laughs> well, that always That's built. right. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they bill him as Larry, which oh. I always think is funny when an actor kind of tries to redefine themselves from their younger years. Like, yeah. you know. I'm Lawrence now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm distinguished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he definitely he changes his acting style. In the back back in the day he was like, Hey, what's up, right. brother? And you know, in yeah. the later later movies, he's very he's in charge. He's yes. uh, he's very zen. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, like uh, Apocalypse Now, he's he's that yeah, exactly. thing as well. Now, those are both very early in his career, yeah. so it makes yeah. sense. Probably mm -hmm. like twenty early twenties. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, so there was a new makeup artist for this movie because the other guy was busy shooting mm -hmm. another one. And um, he added the red and yellow eyes and he crooked mm. his nose a little bit more. Nice. So that's something to point out. Um, the actor Jesse, so this speaks to something you two were just saying about how the movie um, is kind of like flipping the, the what we know about horror movies where it's like the girl's always in trouble mm -hmm. and all that and it's flipping it to the guy being in trouble mm -hmm. and the guy being the one that we are like oh he's so hot i guess <laughs> which um, is interesting because like you know you were talking about the other auditioners for the character right? yeah you know, they were they were heartthrobs uh christian slater yeah. yeah they were heartthrobs in that era this kid he doesn't 
feel like a heartthrob. The other no. guy is the heartthrob. They, they don't treat yeah, him that way. The they treat guy, him like yeah. a tool, which yeah. is <laughs> a very, you know, gay ideal. You know, like he, he's, he's the meathead. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's not, that's not hot. Right. <laughs> he, he's not treated as hot, even though he's the, you know, traditionally hot guy. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The, the more, you know, feeling character. He's he's the sexy one, which is funny to me. <laughs> yeah. So it is like flipping all of these tropes on their head, which certainly alone makes the movie kind of more interesting than a lot of horror movies during this time period. But um, the actor has since said, um, I may be the first male scream queen. Which I oh. think is very funny. Yeah. Because he also screams like a woman. Yes. He does. Oh, no, man. he goes all yeah. in on that. Very first, before we even see his face, it's like yeah. blood curdling mm-hmm. upstairs. And the whole family just rolls their eyes like, <laughs> yeah. this kid, man. Mm-hmm. So funny. <laughs> what does his little sister say? Why like, can't he dream like everyone else? Yeah. Why, why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's just like, oh, brother. Uh, That's how they react to that scream. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, so like I said, uh, Jack didn't realize that the movie was gay, and you'll see these interviews with all these guys who worked on the movie, and they're just all like, I, I don't know how, but we did not pick up on that. But uh, but another thing is the production designer was gay, and he added um, a bunch of like subtext to the movie. So like, there's a board game called Probe that he put on there. <laughs> And then there's like on his bedroom. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> no. I didn't notice it either. They just pointed it out in the behind the scenes. But then there's also like on his, <laughs> on Jesse's room, he has a sign. He's in high school and it says no chicks allowed. Yes, I did see <laughs> that actually. Like I noticed that. Oh, and there's, there's a scene where it gets, you know, it gets real hot and steamy in the room. And. This isn't the dancing scene, which I, I, I want to talk about later. We're going to have to talk I about that for a while. I want to talk about that. But there's a scene, I think a little later on, uh-huh. where he wakes up and it's just boiling in his room. Yeah. yeah. And he looks over and he sees his baseball helmet melting yeah. yes. on, its, on its mounted area. And then we cut to another item, which I was confused by right off the bat. And I was asking Alicia about it. I'm like, well, what does that look like to you? And then before she was able to like really take it in, it cut to uh, like a vinyl record that was melting. I almost wanted to go back because I was like, I don't know what that item could have been, but it looks suggestive. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's, I certainly missed it. Yeah. It's whatever a, it could have been. Yeah, it's it's the second item they show, and it's I don't know how to explain it. It was it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can guess what it what, what it might have been. Yeah. And I have to imagine it was it was centered in the frame. It was the item, so it must have been something, you know. Yeah. Like a weird shaped lamp, or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But the way it looked after it had wilted, I was like, hmm, that's that's that's, a choice. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, this guys. Is intentional. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, uh, and then finally, uh, let's see. Yeah, now we'll just talk about yeah Jack Shoulder. He was editing trailers, and then uh, with Bob Shea, and then he made this uh, horror movie called Alone in the Dark, and then he got this movie. Mm-hmm. Then the writer, like I said, is David Chaskin. This is his first movie, and he's done a handful of things that I've never heard of. And then cinematography, we have Jacques Haitian. Uh, who did the first nightmare? So we talked about him last week. Um, and Christopher Tully has done a ton of things. I didn't recognize any of them. And then the music is by Christopher Young, who did the Dark Half, Entrapment, the New Pet Cemetery, kind of a horror guy. Okay. And it comes out November first, nineteen eighty-five. Three million dollar budget. And I didn't realize this because this has totally changed these days. But uh, in this 
day and age, if you came out with a sequel, it was assumed that it would make less money than the first movie. Oh, okay. Which is not the case at all now. It's like the, your sequel, even if it's not as good as the it first movie, like critically, will usually make more. Yeah. Nowadays. You got you to set up for the rest of the universe. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is, this right. Is, they almost seem like sometimes, all right, we just got to lay the groundwork. Like, we got to put yeah. this thing down and then we can get going. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, but this movie made $29 million. Uh, oh. Dollars according to Box Office Pro, but twenty mi- one million according to the numbers. So I'm not sure, and I usually use the numbers, so I'm not sure I'm where it there. where it landed. Mm-hmm. But it was a big hit. But mm-hmm. but it's been critically, you know, like for the most part, this is the the terrible one. This one sucks. But I think there's a lot of people that I think it it felt like from their interviews and just like our conversation here. I think that people are starting to appreciate this movie as they should. More. Yeah, yeah. I here we go. Am I'm a believer that <laughs> this one is my favorite, yeah. and I think that there's an argument to be made for it being the best. It's it's like a crime to say it's better than the original. You know, yeah. That's one of these slashers, but mm, I'm. You think it's better <laughs> I think, than one? I think it's got more interesting characters. I think they're better written. I think the direction of the movie is way more interesting. Uh-huh. And I like almost everything about it more. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but... <laughs> uh I'll have to cut that part yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but I would love to hear you lay it out as we as we go. I think the direction I would push up against more yeah. than anything else. There, I think there are some things. I think there's some sloppy editing. There's 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 things along that line where it's just like that was wasn't clean. Yeah. You know, the way it's being made. You can tell it's not uh, not quite on the same level, not yeah. as professional. Yeah, but yeah. but th- but there I, is something like kind of uh, there's something about like how it's kind of thrown together that 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 it's almost easier to watch than the first movie. I I think this is such like one of the most interesting sequels to a franchise that you, we would never you, you would never get this today because everything's so thought out, whether or not it was planned. Yeah, you know? sure. Um. Yeah, the, the I just I think the premise is really interesting, especially in the era like yeah. you know of those you know the classic characters like that you know Friday the Thirteenth and um, Halloween two yeah they both they both feel like they're picking up right where the second one left or the first one mm-hmm. left off yeah yeah uh, and while this one kind of feels like it's nodding to it like okay we're gonna we're gonna yeah. start it with this idea that. Freddie's there from the beginning, and then we're going to end it with the idea that Freddie's still in control, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it does feel like a departure. Yeah. It doesn't totally. feel like it's there connected. Yeah, mm-hmm. very little connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I kind of wish this sort of thing would happen more, because when the, when the writer said, I didn't have much love for the first movie, it's just I feel like now anytime someone makes a sequel, it's like, you know, like, I pledge allegiance to Star Wars that I've seen them all and studied them and read all the books. Now may I make a movie. And it's like, maybe it would be cool if someone who didn't really like Star Wars made a Star mm-hmm. Wars movie. I, I knew you were going to tie it into, like, <laughs> Last Jedi conversation in some way. <laughs> like, that, it has to happen, because that is the one movie in this era where it feels like they did break that rule, and then it got so much backlash for it. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. Everybody... Everybody has this idea, and you have to be very careful that you stay within the the beloved box, right? And, and so we don't. And that's why the movies I, are a little less interesting sometimes. 
Absolutely. And, and I like the other example I use, and granted, I have not seen this movie, so I, I'm kind of just judging it on the trailers. But, I, but the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife is so confusing because it's like, this is a comedy series, and you're treating it like you're following like the Ten Commandments or something, where it's like this honorary thing. And it's like, it's Ghostbusters. It yeah. should be silly nonsense mm-hmm. for yeah. an hour oh, and a half. Don't and it shouldn't be over two hours. It's Ghostbusters. Main villains yeah. come out of the fridge most of the times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, not everything has to be that important, I yeah. guess, like when, when it's concerned with movies. And it, it would be cool. I mean, I would pay to see a Star Wars movie where someone was like, yeah, I don't really like Star Wars. <laughs> I would pay to see that. At this point, definitely. Yeah, it is, well. it is funny when you you talk about like Ghostbusters in particular. I think that uh, <laughs> with the you know, the current era of how like Netflix has to present movies to you. They gotta give mm-hmm. you the the three little little blurbs. What yeah. type of movie is this? Yeah. Uh, that one I think you'd call irreverent. <laughs> and so it's very funny to treat it with too much reverence. Right. Like yeah. that's irreverent comedy. What do you Yeah. <laughs> you missed the point. Right. And I, I yeah, one of these days we will talk about that on the podcast and I will finally see it. But I don't really like the first movie, so I've never really cared about covering yeah, Ghostbusters. that's down the road. Far down the road. Yeah, we mm-hmm. got we got more important movies to cover, in our opinion. Yeah. You want to hit us with some actors, Jordan? Yeah. Um, Mark Patton plays Jesse. He's not in a lot of stuff. He is in uh, Family Possessions, Amityville Clown House, which sounds mm-hmm. like a fun time, <laughs> and One Dead Dog. <laughs> I, I just want to point out to the audience that Trevin looked at Alicia after the clown movie, and I was like, what he communicated to her was, are we watching that tonight? <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. I, I just like a good jumble of words. If you put yes. some funny words together, like that's my favorite thing. <laughs> Sometimes people misunderstand me because... Uh, if you say an interesting sentence, I'll crack up. I'll just I'll <laughs> jot it down. Like that was a that was a series of words I haven't put, heard put together in a while or ever. And so, Clownhouse, yeah, yeah, Amityville <laughs> Clownhouse. Like, funny. thank you for that. Thank you. That yeah. made my day. <laughs> Can't wait to see your letterboxed on that movie. Yeah, because I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the groundwork. Yeah, thank you. Um, Kim Myers, who plays Lisa, she's in Hellraiser Four. She's in an episode of Seinfeld. Uh, she is? Yeah, she plays Pam, who Jerry isn't gaga over, but Kramer is. And Kramer's trying to get her to fall for him. I'm vaguely remembering. And that's the one about uh, not wanting kids. Okay. Come on, Micah. Um, <laughs> she's also in The Forger and then uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. And then Robert Russler plays Ron, uh, the friend. He's in Weird Science, Thrashing, Sometimes They Come Back. A couple episodes of Ray Donovan and Atone. Weird Science makes so much sense for him. Like mm-hmm. that's like he made that, and then this is the next movie. Okay, yeah, because it just that lines up so perfectly with <laughs> the character he's playing. Yeah, never seen it. That's <laughs> all. My mom's really mad that we've never seen it too. Yeah, well, neither of you have seen it. Yeah, I. I, and think we, I've seen I always say TV. I always say I'd watch it, and I'm I'm trying to get her to like buy it and show it to us because yeah, it's not th- on anything. she'll do it she'll do it one of these those, days. Yeah. those 80s eyeball poppers yeah. it's just like what in what an era yeah, yeah. just make anything yeah. whatever you want to do yeah <laughs> and sometimes those types of movies are more fun to watch with the people that love them mm-hmm. yeah like, i don't know i don't know we're maybe weird sciences totally stands up and would be awesome but i feel mm-hmm. like if i watched it at home like by myself or with you we would just be like oh yeah crowd us. crowd movies crowd movies definitely there's yeah. there's movies that you have to watch with a bunch of bunch of people to giggle about it yeah. to like have fun with it and if you're by yourself sitting in the living room 
you know, hanging out, it, it doesn't quite feel fun. And so, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. get that, that same experience. So I, I don't, I don't think you're going to yeah. see that movie and go, Hmm, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is very just, interesting. I really like that one. Is this going to be I my th- top four? I think uh, no. it was called the Brat Pack, which was yeah. Breakfast Club, um, 16 Candles and Weird Science. And compared to the other two, like, I don't know, that movie just like, isn't as awesome. In Bird my science? opinion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like Breakfast Club and 16 Candles blow it out of the water, personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Breakfast Club really is. Yeah, really, not a big really 16 great. Candles guy. I love that movie. When I was a teenager. That's the that's <laughs> the one with Long di- Long Dick Dong or whatever. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I long think Duck Dong. Long Duck yeah, Dong. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's a movie you you're watching it now. You like. Yes. I mean, we can't we can't movies were made. We shouldn't we shouldn't like wipe them out because they have offensive stuff oh, but no. that one when we should address it though the first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time i watched it and the only time i've watched it i was like whoa this is like pretty intense i feel like even yeah. for the time this mm-hmm. is intense for sure yeah i just don't like it on its like yeah. entertainment value like yeah. it's i had that stuff you know it is it's of its era and we, yeah. we look at it and we go <laughs> well they did stuff different <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just don't think the movie's enjoyable so yeah there's some pretty good stuff in it though yeah Come on. Yeah. Um, Clue Gulager Gulager plays Mm -hmm. the dad. Um, He is in The Return of the Living Dead, Feast, The Last Picture Show, and he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is. Who is he in Once Upon a Time? So he's like the bookstore guy. So I think it's when Sharon Tate buys that book. And he's like, I have that book for you. Yep. (laughs) Did you say The Last Picture Show? Is that the Bogdanovich one? Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. Yeah. I can't. Then this guy actually passed away this. Uh, in August, so oh. he he's been he worked up right until the end. Um, and then Hope Lange, uh, who plays the mom, she's in Bus Stop, Death Wish, Blue Velvet, and Clear and Present Danger, among okay a million other things. That was the mom. Yeah. So the mom in this is much better than the mom in the last movie. <laughs> True. Yeah, I that, the dynamic in the first movie <laughs> that was so with odd. the mother daughter. So it's like, what is happening? Oh, awful. That she's so dramatic. Each other. <laughs> Everything she does. Go to bed. Oh, like it, huge I'm movements. I'm so sorry. I never told you, honey. I didn't think it would be. It would matter in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's like so everything terrible. is like extreme. But yeah. then they also don't feel like they're talking to each other. No. Like right. they just feel like like <laughs> it almost feels like operatic when either of those two are in a scene together because it looks like they're staring out at the audience saying their lines. Yep. Yeah. And the other person doesn't matter. It's so yep. strange. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an upgrade with the parents in this movie. They're, I, sure. I think they, they almost feel like though they this movie is just so funny. It's just <laughs> such a comedy mm-hmm. feeling movie that their dynamic just feels such like a comedy. Definitely so funny. Yeah, the the dad is is actually he's doing like basically a sitcom dad performance, uh-huh. and it works. Yeah, it yeah. works it's really great. well. He's oh, just like pissed off at his son the whole movie. The air conditioner just needs some Freon. <laughs> <honey. laughs> <laughs> There's this movie is chock full of one-liners. It yep. really is, yeah. I mean, I think you can find something to laugh with or at in every single scene of this movie. I yeah. agree with that. And folks, if you if you're just listening cursory on this, if you're just a completionist on the podcast, you gotta watch this movie. Even even you people who who can't handle horror. You can handle this. This movie, movie is not scary. It's, it's not, not a horror. scary at all. No, but it will crack you up. Yeah. There's a scene in this movie where they put like weird baby masks on a Rottweiler, uh-huh. but then yeah. the noises they make it like 
the noises that come out of the Rottweilers mm-hmm. are like feral shrews. Yeah. It is yeah. like everything is just kind of like, what's happening, man? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what is going on? So when the, the guy who did those effects at the end, he said at the time when they started working on those effects, he was working on, I think, Aliens. And so he said, honestly, I didn't really care because I was working on Aliens. And, uh. and he's like, I look back on it kind of whiffed it on the last <laughs> sequence of this movie. Like, those effects are bad. Mm-hmm. With the dogs. The dogs and, like, the rat, the mutated rat and stuff. Oh, oh. right, yeah. But a lot of the other effects are cooler than most mm-hmm. effects we see in movies Seriously. today. Mm-hmm. Something to the effects that I think is interesting in all these movies is the skin in this mm-hmm. series is, like, very canvas-like. It's like it's a layer that is placed over the top of a body so whenever oh, it's like sliced when they, yeah yeah it does feel like you're cutting open a like thick piece of rubbery plastic like a yeah. mannequin and, and it, yeah. yeah but it doesn't it doesn't feel wrong like it just is strange yeah. and i really like at the end of this one i you know i felt that way going all the way up for the first in this movie and when you get to the end of the movie i felt very vindicated because he gets all burnt up you know spoilers mm-hmm. yeah he gets all burnt up and then the skin you just sloughs off like a layer, like like yeah. a crust yeah. that breaks off of him. And I'm like, ah, okay. I'm I believe that in universe there are weird, like <laughs> earth crust like layers yeah. on each person's body. <laughs> just in this world, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This universe, yeah. you have multiple layers of skin. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think I, we all I'll have three. Oh, yeah, you're right. Scientifically speaking. Okay. <laughs> dermis, epidermis, and then something dermis. Um, so now before we dive into the plot, I, I put my note here. Does anyone want to share any nightmares that they have had, whether they're funny or scary I or anything? I would like to point out that right after watching the second movie, I literally had a Freddy dream. Whoa. And I really? Was, yeah, it wasn't like particularly scary. He was just there, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I just remember being like, what is this? <laughs> Why is this happening? <laughs> was he having fun? No, you I know. don't even, like, honestly remember what yeah. happened. I just remember, like, seeing him there. Whoa. Yeah. It was annoying, honestly. <laughs> I was like, this is Sounds so kind of fun. He's such <laughs> like, a fun little <laughs> rascal. <laughs> For real. We love we love Freddy. Loves he's done some bad stuff. Yeah, He's pretty fun. <laughs> he's, he's got a, a good unique guy <laughs> underneath it all. <laughs> Anything from you, Trevin? Yeah, no. Uh, I don't think I have straightforward nightmares anymore. Like, all of my night, night, things you'd consider a nightmare are more just kind of the general feeling of, like, angst mm-hmm. and, like, needing to get away. But then you look back at it and it's just like, that's not scary. That's There's nothing about this that is, that is scary. Mm, like, yeah. I used yeah. to have, like, oh, my God, Gollum's going to get me when I was younger. <laughs> like, he's Gollum jumped out of the bush while I was riding my bike, and he tackled me, and he's trying to kill Did me. Did you have that? Is that a real dream? Yeah, when I, was, when I was younger, it was a recurring dream, too. Like, Whoa. I would go See, to... this s- is what I wanted to hear about. Oh, yeah, when I was younger, I used to have... There were, like, three different dreams that I would have that would, like, continue. Like, I would go to sleep, uh-huh. I'd have the dream, <laughs> and then... It wasn't always Call like them jumping on yeah, your bike. They weren't they weren't repetitious. <laughs> they were like a continuation of one another. Like uh-huh. it would pick up. Like I'd go to sleep and be like, "Man, no more Gollum tonight." And then it was <laughs> it was just episode 2, you know? Like it Whoa. was I was it was a serialization. It was no yeah. fun for me as a as a child, no. but yeah, no. One day I I'd, I'd uh, 
I'd go to sleep and I'd be like, do, 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 walk around my house and open up the area where the trash can is. And all of a sudden he'd leap out at me and I'd run away. So it was like, always Gollum in these streets. No, not in this one. I, we're not going to go into all of them. We'd be here all day. day. But, um, you know, this, this one in particular, it was, it was Gollum. He was after me. It was, it was a situation where, I don't know, I guess um, Gollum following the hobbits through the mountain pass stuck with me and he was just always kind of lurking uh-huh. just beyond the distance where uh-huh. you could see him. You could just see the eyes glinting. That yeah. must have struck a chord with me when I was younger because that's the way it felt where I'd eventually get to the point where I'd be like, oh, oh, oh my goodness, I made it away. I'm almost to school. And then I'd turn the corner and I'd be able to see the, the elementary school. It was Howard in the dream, Howard Elementary. <laughs> I'd turn the corner and I'd be like, I've made it. And then he'd jump out and tackle oh me and gosh. rip you know, rip up the back tire to shreds so I couldn't get away. And it was always <laughs> like next, you know, he was just he was just waiting around the corner, catching up to me, not letting me get there. That's scary. I mean, that's kind of awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it was... There was a point, I think, Credit when I reached... Credit credits do. It's awesome. You have to oh, admit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was a point when, like, late middle school, I started to be aware that that was a strange thing. Like, they... Yeah, oh, sure. To have the dream pick up where you left off. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of... Obviously not. It wasn't exact. Yeah. But it did feel like, oh, okay, this is following up what happened previously. And... There was another se- series of dreams that happened like that where I was just like, man, this is, this is interesting. I'm, when I go to sleep tonight, I'm kind of interested to see yeah. what happens next. Like, <laughs> like I was hopping on Netflix and really ready to binge the next episode, oh you know, next God. five wow. episodes or whatever. Yeah. But no, adult life, they're pretty boring. It's just kind of, they're all kind of airy. And it's yeah. just like some vague entity is following me and I'm like floating away from them. But you're I getting don't know. followed quite a bit. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, if you pull out your psychology books, there's something in there for me i don't know <laughs> hmm. oh, that's funny. i don't know what it means but mm. could be that someone is trying to use you to murder mm-hmm. everyone else mm. oh. could be freddy could be could be mr krug <laughs> he's inside of me <laughs> oh i mean yeah, let's talk about line? overt or there we go again <laughs> yeah that where he's he says entered me there, there is there's something inside of me and then the guy's like there's something inside it, inside of you, and you want to sleep with me? Like, oh, I think that's he, crazy. Yeah, I think he were, says like, yeah, it's your girlfriend wants to get inside of you because I think he said he yes, wants he to get inside of you, yeah. and he's like, yeah, she wants to get inside of you, and you're over here, man. It's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. and also the uh, implying that she wants to get inside of him. It's like, man, what are they up to? They're, yeah, there's yeah, that's not the normal way that's you'd true. approach that. Yeah. that that's <laughs> saying something about the writer. <laughs> <Makes you> think. <laughs> I didn't huh. think of it that way. Yeah. Now, when do, when now does, my head is racing right now. When does one bro say to another bro that she wants to get inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't man. Know. I've never heard that before. You rock your way, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's d- dig in here. The movie begins with a bus driving down the road, and uh, the the bus driver picks someone up, and it is played by Robert England. No makeup. Mm-hmm. And then, well, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it is. And fun thing, you know, I don't. I I know you don't like it. Well, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know if you guys watch Stranger Things. Yes. I I don't have feelings against Stranger Things. Oh, I thought you didn't. And when it came out, you were TV shows. I think yeah, I'm just you're, resistant you're... to TV shows because they let me down. <laughs> I don't. Everybody else loves them, and I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. But I we watched all of it. Movies are Stranger better. Things. We all know that. But you. Do we? We all know that. Everybody who listens okay. knows that. I'm glad everybody here knows that. <laughs> um, there can be some great shows, but Absolutely. they're usually 
yeah, it's tough for a show to be better than a movie. For sure. Um, but it's so, okay. So you guys have watched the newest season. Mm-hmm. Watched yes. all of it. Yeah. Because um, if you didn't know, the Victor Creel is Robert England. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Which is a pretty fun nod since yeah. everything in the series That's is cool. basically a reference to something in the eighties. So. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Oh yeah, God, I love that. When we found that out, we were like. That because I think when the when oh as sh- soon as the tr- character came on screen we were like okay think about it who could it be who could it be of course they're gonna get someone huge yeah and then character. and then I think we had to look it up because no, you know he's also no, got like wait, stone eyes and I stuff. am proud of myself though I figured it out yeah you're right you did yeah. I just have to say that for the world what? yes you did that's crazy but yeah. I, was, I had a I would feeling never have guessed I didn't even think about it no I was, no. I, no my my mind on TV shows is just like it's a TV show actor so I didn't think they'd get somebody big yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. But I yeah. mean, I mean, you got Meryl Streep has a TV that's, show. So that's I true. Mean, Things it, are it's changing. On, it's on for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's driving the bus, no makeup. I have and a then, question about this. Oh, please. Well, so this scene, so our main character is on the bus. And yeah. he's sitting in the back, and he's really sweaty. Obviously, he's dreaming. Mm-hmm. But why does he look like a creep? It's does he look like okay, a creep that, to you? Yeah. There's a moment where they do a switch on us. Like yeah. he's he's the new kid in town, and everyone's laughing at him. Everybody's like, "This guy in the back of the bus, right?" Yeah. And they do he treat him like, like he's an outcast. King-y yeah. Kind of and so yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it it prepares you to think that this character is going to be outside of any social circle. Right. And then you well, know, like ten e- minutes I later, he's going to be like an emo kid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he looks that way. The, he does. He's got like yeah. kind of sunken eyes. He and looks he has, like, like yeah. a ton of eyeliner on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, he d- no, he does. What? His yeah. eyes are like, well, maybe not eyeliner, but there's like black. Yes. Like well, like circles around stuff his eyes. Around. Like he's yeah. tired. Yeah, but yeah. It, it it looks like makeup. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah, doesn't yeah. look like Yeah, he, tired. he looks like he, he listens to a lot of The Cure. Maybe it's just yeah. his alter ego. <laughs> what, what did you say? It's his alter ego. Maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's, that's how he dreams yeah. of being. He plays baseball in real life, but man, when he gets to, he when he reaches 20 and he gets to move out, he is going to Germany. He's going full. Yeah. Well, I mean, the move. I mean, maybe that's his true personality hidden inside. Yeah, which is what this whole movie is about. You know, maybe true, true. But it's weird that it, that that look never shows up at any other point in the yeah. movie. No, so it's, it's like, odd. was this like the first thing they shot, and then yeah, then they were like, uh, actually, this doesn't look good. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. But having said that, so they're they're going through, and then you see that Freddie's driving the bus. You know, you see the claws like change the gear, and the bus just takes takes off down like in like Joshua Tree or something, <laughs> and they're, it's just cruising. And the bus stunts are kind of insane. Yeah, oh, that thing is that thing is bouncing around yeah. like it is it is moving. Like they did not care about the suspension. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh my gosh. And then uh. they get it stuck on. You know, it's a dream, but it's like on these pillars above. Like a hell, basically. Yes. So that I thought was interesting. First time around, I watched it and I was just like, "What is going on? Where yeah. they're in a pit now?" Uh-huh. And the second time around, we watched it and I was like, "Oh, so they just kind of stop somewhere and then the ground falls away around it and it just leaves those two pillars. Like yeah. they stop on solid ground and yeah. then it kind of just crumbles." It's just like weird. Okay, so we just parked it here and you know hit a special button and you know then the the pit appeared <laughs> below them. Like he could have yeah. done that anywhere. Why'd you drive so far out? <laughs> Just scare him a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing with Freddie, he's a showman. Yeah, he definitely. is a showman, <laughs> and he's certainly a stunt man now too. So <laughs> then you know it's rocking back and forth, and then Jesse does his first womanly scream, <laughs> and like you said, 
why can't Jesse wake up like everybody else? The the sister says, and the mom's just like, oh, he's just having a bad dream. <laughs> yeah. And that's our intro to their family. Yeah. Um. And he goes to school, and my note here is I wrote, then we have the most thrilling baseball game until Twilight gets made. Absolutely. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, so I actually think on on rewatching this movie, um, what's the other the other like the other guy ron ron i think grady yeah. is He's that the, grady, no. the the character name grady yeah i thought he was i thought he was ron i think maybe on imdb he's ron, maybe it's ron but maybe i feel like i feel like it is ron because my i have a grandfather named ron and i was just like oh young rons young rons existed back then that makes sense <laughs> yeah nobody knows a young ron now it Girl. is ron grady oh okay. So, uh, okay yeah we're all right <laughs> but so he steps up to the plate and he's doing all this like jokey kind of stuff. And, and I think the first time I just thought it was funny, but this time around I was like, I think he's pretty good in this movie. Like, I think this is actually a really good performance in a movie full of wild performances. His mm-hmm. is actually like, yeah, that's, that's how you should play it. You, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. He, he is that character for sure. He's, yeah. He's stepping up to the plate and he's he's showing you he's going yard and yeah. it's just like yeah that that adds up yeah and then instead of going yard he does the next best thing and just beams somebody in the <laughs> infield yeah. and he's just like yeah okay that's what he would do and he would be loving it he's he's yeah. chucking it up yeah. like <laughs> watch out bucko <laughs> line drive <laughs> well, I do I, well sorry no no go ahead I just think it's interesting this is an eighties movie and set in high school. And it doesn't seem like a Breakfast Club kind of high school movie where it's so many different cliques. Mm-hmm. It's like the our main character gets beamed in the head, they start fighting, and then they're friends, which yeah. I feel like yes. in a typical 80s movie, mm-hmm. that our, our main character is just going to be bullied the whole time. Oh, yeah. When I feel yeah. like, and today in movies like that that we get, bullying is still a thing, mm-hmm. of course. But like I feel like I'm thinking movies like Booksmart or even like Spider-Man, and it's like, there's less, just less clicks is how it feels in Yeah, and they always try to days. humanize the bully in, yes. in movies today. Whereas yeah. back then, the bully was just like, oh, I'm going to get him. Exactly. And, yeah. and they, were, they were a caricature rather than a person. And exactly. this one, it does feel much more real because like, I remember in high school, it was like, you, you get in a fight with a guy and a lot of the time, it's just like, oh, okay, we, we got it. Yeah, we figured it out. We figured yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. We're it's good now. Interesting. Don't usually see that in an 80s movie. Oh, yeah. They, they totally were like, you know, they had it out and then they were like, so, what are you up to this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a love is born. Yes, mm-hmm. love blossoms. Yes. <laughs> well, he pulled his pants down and checked it out, and he was like, hmm, okay, I, guess <laughs> I, I can see what you're working with. We can make this work. And he, he asks um, one of my favorite questions I've ever heard in a movie, where he's talk. so Grady is talking to Jesse, and he's asking him about his girlfriend, and he says, are you mounting her nightly or what? <laughs> Dude, I lost it. <laughs> mounting, like, because he mounting fully announced her nightly. He, yeah, he wasn't like, you know, flippantly like, oh, yeah. Hitting that, he was. Are you mounting that yeah. nightly, man? <laughs> like he really goes in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how old the the writer was when he wrote this movie, but it does sound like someone who wrote the movie who one is trying to add all of this gay subtext. Yeah. So there's that, which which changes a lot of the vocabulary and stuff. But on top of that, it sounds like he's going. I imagine this is what kids sound like <laughs> since I was I've been in high school, right? And you watch it, you're like. 
Oh, I mean, I know it's the 80s. I did not go to high school in the 80s, but I'm like, no one ever sounded like that, ever. Yeah. yeah. What, what do macho guys say? They, <laughs> they sound like this, right? Yeah, yeah they, they, they talk that. about mounting girls What's nightly, it? right? Yeah, yeah what, <laughs> what do people who are interested in girls say? That's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but then we get our first appearance of Freddy since the bus. And he's, he's haunting Jesse, and he pulls back his head... Oh and yeah, his brain is throbbing. It yeah, looks it so pulses good. Pulses on the side. Cool. Yeah. And he says, "I got the brains. You got the body." Mm-hmm. Subtext. Okay, we're getting into just text at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of sub there. Um, and then, uh, and and feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, but I just wrote snake. Oh yeah. Oh, I, can, I can tell you when he falls asleep. Yes. No, I don't. I don't think it's the bathroom. I think they're classroom. 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 Yeah. My yeah, bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. No. He. That was. Yeah, that was a pretty lot of interesting. Bathroom action in this movie. I know. I Are you? So. There's a shower scene. Oh you're yeah. Right. That's the locker room though. <laughs> true. Locker true. room. That. That's. That's one thing. That Bathroom's a little different. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of locker room action in this it's a movie. A lot of. A lot. A lot. Yeah. To but unpack there. <laughs> what we were thinking during this was like. What an odd scene. That was the first time where I yeah, felt like yeah, there yeah. was a little disconnect in what was going on. With the snake? Yeah, with the yeah. snake, because it was just like, you know, he's sitting there, he's sleepy, doesn't, you know, he didn't sleep well last night, and he's slowly nodding. Yeah. And the assumed bully at this point in the movie, yeah. he's looking back, and he's hanging out with his buddy, and he's like, look at this guy, he's passing out, let's mess with him. Or like, they just seem like they're laughing at him. They don't even yeah. seem like they have a plan. No. They're just kind of like, check well, it out. There's just a snake yeah. on him. And then all of yeah. a sudden, the snake's there. And I was just like, this must be his dream. He's going to wake up, he's going to do that yeah. blood-curdling scream, yeah. the snake's not going to be there. But no, the snake's there. The teacher <laughs> no. comes over and he's like, stop messing around with the animals. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to put this back in its cage. Yeah. And like, I don't understand why he just took it, too. He, like, didn't try to defend himself at all. Like, he just... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I clearly placed this on me who was sleeping just now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm passed out and I woke up and was frightened by the snake, but I'm the one who placed the snake <laughs> yeah. on me? Like, I don't know. They don't even give you a scene where you could think that somebody placed a snake on it. No, no, no. no. It's just them looking and, yeah, that scene made no sense. I mean, maybe they just willed it to happen, you know? Yeah, Alicia was was saying, like, did the snake just get out? Because yeah. the, the top of the snake, I don't know, cage, yeah, yeah. Was, was already open. And mm-hmm. it, obviously somebody had taken it off. Uh-huh. And so either it was left off and the snake just decided to walk over to him and drape himself over him. Walk over to him? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> slither, slither on over. Yeah, and, and I, I will say I definitely am afraid of snakes. And even this scene, I was like, I, I'm having trouble watching this. It, it crawling around so him. So the movie is scary for you. Uh, that scene was scary. Yeah. Only because of my own fear of snakes. They give it a, a second so that the snake has time to like wrap himself. It gives yeah. him a like, good little like, head and arm squeeze. Like he goes under the armpit and then yeah. back around the neck. What type of snake is it? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. No. I think it was yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yellow and white, I think. I don't yeah. know. Because I, I always, I just think of Hola. like if I was the actor and I think if I was there and I had to, I, I just don't know if I could have a snake wrapped around me, even if I was getting paid. Yeah. I just don't think I could do it. I don't know. It seemed friendly. I'd be like, I'd be like, this is we've we've advanced. Put a CGI snake on me. That's fine. I, w- I would I would go there. I think. Whoa! Wow! You would you couldn't do that for the movie. You'd have to do to see. Well, I guess it depends on how much I'm getting paid. So disappointed in you. But <laughs> but snakes are, I mean, they are our natural foes. 
So is that why you've never seen snakes on a plane? Well, no. The reason I haven't seen that is because I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're too scared. Yeah. No, I don't know. If if the snake is just kind of doing its own thing, like I just have uh-huh. to sit still and pretend I'm asleep, I might be able to pull it off. But what yeah. I can't do is like when a character has to like go up and pick up oh. a, a, like a spider or something, like a tarantula, like they walk up and grab it. It's just like I am not willingly interacting with the thing like. You yeah. might be able to place it on me, and I could maybe go to my happy place, like find my find my Fight Club penguin home yeah. Yeah. or something. <laughs> but like, uh, as far as like me touching it myself, no, no, yeah. we're not doing that. I think I would rather have a snake than a tarantula. Me too, by yeah. far. Yeah. I'd go by tarantula. Far. I'd you definitely would? go tarantula. Oh, yeah, the, the, are so hairy. the hairs yeah. and yeah. oh no, yeah, Gosh. tarantulas to me are. I, I mean, I'm freaked out by it. But if there was, like, a tarantula handler there and all that stuff, I would feel more safe than if there was a snake handler. That's crazy. I could, I could see that. I don't know. Snakes, you never know. They could just, like, wrap themselves around you, choke you. You never know. They're unpredictable. Like, like, <laughs> I, I mean, with a with a tarantula, they're big. But yeah. a bad scenario, you just flick your hand and it's That's gone. true. Yeah. Done. Snake, yeah. it's like, this is... You know, especially if it's wrapped around you or something. Yeah. That's fair. You know, it's already okay. yeah. it's already entrenched. Yeah. But that's that's part of the catharsis of Indiana Jones, because every time something happens with a snake, I'm like, I'm with you, Indy. Which means I could do everything else you've done in this mm-hmm. movie. Exactly. <laughs> I'm as cool as you uh-huh. because I'm afraid of snakes. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> and that's normal, right? Sure. For sure, yeah. Okay. Nothing's yeah. broken up in this no. in this part. No. Okay. No. You're cool. perfectly normal. Great, great. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll put I'll double that. I'll You'll double that. that. Yeah, yeah. Again. I'll, I'll add her saying you're perfectly normal. <laughs> a couple more times. Cut it in. Put a little delay, and it'll just reverberate, and that'll be nice. Um, put it on any time you're feeling insecure. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly normal. You're perfectly normal. <laughs> you're perfectly normal. You're perfectly normal. You're perfectly normal. So then Jesse goes home, and his dad is just so pissed that he won't clean his room since they moved in. Yeah. And. I, I love like this know. logic. Sorry. No, go you, ahead. No, you go. You're sure. I just love the logic where he goes, how about, th-? he's like, he's like, take this, dad. And he just how do you like <laughs> throwing stuff in drawers. And I'm like, he doesn't care, your dad. Yeah. He just wanted you to unclean, unpack your room. Like, you're the one who gets punished for dumping all of your crap in a drawer and then not being able to find it six months later. Yeah. I love that beforehand, he walks into the room and is like, Ugh. This is this is ridiculous that I have to unpack my room. I cannot believe this. <laughs> and then he just, you know, grabs his tape deck and <laughs> pops in like some like I don't know. I don't know. The like, song was so good, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I, I, I so, thought about like uh sound clouding it, but mm-hmm. yeah. here's my theory on the song, if I can cut in. I think it is like it like if it was the whatever their version of the '80s of like a public domain library, that's what that song was because there was no way that was like a hit song. It was definitely not played on set because he's he'll hold up like a micro like a fake microphone, but he he's, he's not, not lip singing anything. No. And so I'm like, this is a hundred percent. They're just like dance, and then we're gonna add this in post and whatever's cheapest we're gonna put in there, but yeah. sounds like music of today. But I thought it was odd because it didn't sound like like a pop radio tune. It sounded like we're we're getting down tonight. Like it was yeah. it was a song that <laughs> it was just like you're telling me a teenage boy is just like I'm cleaning my room and this is the music I'm listening to. Like that was an odd decision. 
Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And he gets he gets down to it in a way that you don't expect. Like he's just not he's not bopping his head around. Like man, I'm having so much fun. He's like, oh, I feel this. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> my favorite is when he's scooting his butt. To oh. close the drawer. Yes. On. That's yes. my favorite. It's so funny. Well, the actor has something to say about that scene. Oh, great. <laughs> he said, if if in his whole filmography of movies, if he could delete one scene from his <laughs> oh, career, no. it would sure. be that scene. It was so oh. iconic, though. <laughs> and the director said, he said, it's embarrassing. <gasps> like, not about oh. him, but yeah, he, yeah, he's no, like, he's like it's embarrassing that we put this in the movie. Um. It's embarrassing, like secondhand watching it, it because is, you do they, feel that. the interact it, it works for what you're supposed to do. Like mm-hmm. the climax of that scene is he <laughs> jump he dumps a couple boxes into the drawers and he's like, "How do you like that, Dad?" And then he gets totally he puts on sidetracked. Glasses that are crazy. Yeah, he's he's just. <laughs> He, he gets fully into it, forgets what he's doing because he's just so sucked into the song. He jumps up on top of his bed and grabs this, uh, another <laughs> weird suggestive toy. He connects it to his groin and he starts thrusting. He and starts then, thrusting, yeah. yeah. And then, and right, then he pops it. Oh, yeah, it's like a pop toy of some kind. And it just shoots out. And <laughs> as soon as that happens, he thrusts, the item pops forth, and then the door opens with his mother and his girlfriend. And the mom's like, oh, no. What, a, yeah. what is going on in here, bucko? And he takes everything off and is, puts it behind his back and looks at him like kind of with a little boyish grin. He's like, oh. Hey guys, that's nothing. <laughs> and it's just like, wh- what did I just watch? That is and the scariest scene of the movie for sure. Yeah, everybody looks like they don't know what to do next. Like, it seems like that scene was just Mortified. done and they all felt like it was going to be cut. Like, everybody looked at each other like, oh, we don't well, have to. Yeah, we don't have to do anything work. in that scene. That was weird. I think you're basically right because they, they, the actor kept on like not wanting to shoot the scene. And then eventually really? they're like, we, we have to just shoot the scene. And he's like, okay, I got something worked out. And they were like, okay, we're just going to shoot you. And I think they just shot it and were like, okay, that's good. They didn't like do multiple takes. And I mean, there are multiple takes because there's different yeah. setups. But I think they were just like, let's just get through this. Okay, you did it. It's done. And somehow they thought we should keep this in the movie. It doesn't match the vibes at all. No. But I'm glad I it's loved in there. it. I'm glad it's, it's in great. There. Oh, I love, I, I mean, if I made a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I would do a similar scene. <laughs> As tribute. Yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah. The, oh, oh. And the other thing is the, the actor mentions that this was around the time Risky Business came out. Oh. Which, you know, has Tom Cruise like sliding in yeah. to the um, mm-hmm. Bob Seger song. Mm-hmm. And, so like they were trying to do like their version of risky oh, business. No. <laughs> you, you don't want to have to compare yourself to that. Yeah, you're also making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Also, totally different like people. Like yeah. I'm sure Tom Cruise was feeling himself. Like he's like, dang, I look good during this. I'm yeah. sure. And this kid was probably like, please, please don't, please don't <laughs> yeah, make me, yeah. don't make me do this. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's just you can't ask ask somebody to get into a groove, you know, to dance for the camera if they don't feel it. And I yeah. feel like this kid was just kind of like, I don't. What do what do people do in this situation? Whereas Tom Cruise was probably like licking his Let's lips go. beforehand, like, yeah. oh, I am so ready. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, but but uh, then they find Nancy's diary. Yes. She yep. chronicled all the events of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, so now, so the plot of this movie, which is a pretty interesting development, like you're saying, is Freddie is not interested in the parents. He's not interested in anything like that. He just wants to kill. And the way he can do that is use this avatar of Jesse Mm -hmm. and haunt him and possess him. So it's like a possession movie mixed in with a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a haunted house, too. So mm-hmm. it's like, those are three things that are good about horror. Yep. So I'm in for it. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he finds <laughs> out. I think someone tells him at school, too. But he finds out, like, the people who used to live in this house, the mom committed suicide and the girl killed herself and her boyfriend died across. No, the girlfriend. Sorry. The mom killed herself. The girl went crazy and her yeah. boyfriend died across the street. So he finds that out, finds her diary, finds out what she did. Uh-huh. Talks about this Freddy guy <laughs> yeah, with the claws. At first, at first they grab it and they're like, "Ooh, yeah, you know, we get to air out somebody's dirty laundry." Like this is yeah. gonna be fun together. And then he stops laughing because he connects like what he yeah. heard at school to what yeah. he's reading, and he's like, "Oh man, okay, this is this is what that is. This is connecting right. to that horror story I heard about the house." And he gets real uncomfortable. Right. And then the girlfriend's like, "We were having a good time. What, what's going on now?" So yeah, not fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then we have what is, I mean, we just talked about this crazy dance sequence, but we have what's maybe the most baffling scene in the whole movie where the family is sitting there and they're like, it's really hot. And the dad's like, you know, it needs Freon. Or I think it's the second time. He he goes to the thermostat and he's like, it's 97 degrees. Wow. Yeah. He doesn't even imply that he's trying to fix it anymore. No. Like they're all, everybody separately announces that it's so hot in that room. And then our main character walks in the room and goes, it is so hot (laughs) in here. And he's like, I'm going to go check the thermostat. And he announces what the temperature is. But he's not, he doesn't imply that he's going to try to fix it. He's just like, this is the temperature in the room. That's terrible. This sucks. Yeah. And we hear the daughter say something about how the parakeets are asleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. be quiet. Come up. Yeah, and then we have a parakeet attack. Uh huh. <laughs> Where it is like it is like the birds, like Alfred Hitchcock. I know that's what I was. It's very say. dated. So There's just like a swinging like fishing wire parakeet that's attacking them. Mm-hmm. But what sucks is that that bird that like fake thing that they had like actually hit that that dad in the face and he has like a scar oh on, my like, gosh. like on his eye or in his <gasps> eye where it like hit at one point. Oh my God. From the stupid effect. But Dang. this, this I love. So the guy who did that scene, the physical effects in it is a guy named Dick Albane and he's like old school Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Jack, the director asked him when he was interviewing him, what he thought his greatest work was like, what, what's like the best work you've done. And Dick said, the Three Stooges. Okay. And Jack said, that should have given me pause. <laughs> <laughs> but they still hired him, and he had that great idea. Well, wow, everyone's looking back on this movie like it was a mistake. Well, they are, but but it's actually kind of sweet, because it's like, it's like, so so I think about this often, like a Marvel movie. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll mention Thor The Dark World. It's unanimously, like, this is a bad, one of the bad, Marvel yeah. movies. And but I know that if you talk to the actors or the director or whatever, they'd all be like, it was a wonderful experience, yada yada yada. And we'll never be able to know like maybe there was a feud on set, or maybe something crazy yeah. did happen, or maybe the director d- was doing a really bad job or something. We'll never get to know that stuff because Disney's got ironclad 
non-disclosure agreements and stuff. But what I love about this is they're all like, yeah, this is a bad movie, but it was kind of fun, and I'm glad we all worked on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's like, I, I wonder, you know, in, in four, 20 years when the movies that we've watched in theaters, when they get old enough, like, will actors feel comfortable enough to actually tell those stories, or are they going to be like... No, I better not still because yeah. I have it does a feel contract like an, with Disney. Yeah, it feels like there's a range. And NDAs typically have a time frame. So you'd think, unless Disney has figured out a way <laughs> to extend that stuff, you know, yeah. they do They do like to renew, renew all their copyrights. And yeah, you know, so you never really know, but I'd hope so. You'd think so. It'd be yeah. too much work to, you know, legally renew that stuff, bring them back in and say, you have to re sign this. Like right. That. Yeah, because we just, it's like every actor always says that whatever set they're on is amazing. The, the the juiciest story we've had in years is Don't Worry Darling, and it's like, when will we know the truth, though? Yeah, And it'll uh, probably be in 10, this 15, last, 20 years. But it's COVID, I feel like we've gotten more of it. You know, like the Batman had yeah. some interesting set stuff. Yes. There's, there's been more movies where people are like, oh, man, we've been off set for a little bit, and we came back, and we all forgot what we were doing. Like, yeah. everybody's yeah, yeah. having these clashes. Yeah. So uh, the bird attack, I, I, the part that I thought was the most interesting is, you know, bird gets out of the cage. One of them was already dead, but mm-hmm. that, that was intriguing. Like it had already uh, exploded. <laughs> and then the, I thought the other bird killed it. Yeah, yeah, the other bird killed it. Did it? Is that yeah, what happened? Yeah, Because okay. Freddy is inside the bird killing, I think. Oh, okay. I didn't pick that up. They were asleep. I just thought it was a fun, funny occurrence. No, I think the first time I was like, why are the birds doing it? But then when the little girl's like, they're asleep, I'm like, oh, Freddy Krueger is possessing this bird. Very, yeah. And I was like, that's kind of the idea. Cool. The the execution, very lame. Okay. And and also, real quick, they had built like a crazy, weird looking parakeet thing, but like this big old bird that was animatronic that would go crazy and stuff, but it just didn't look enough like a parakeet. So mm. they scrapped it. That but there was a picture of it and I was like, that looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, like totally messed up crazy bird. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I, I just thought it was super entertaining that they went from like the birds out, Everybody tried to dodge the bird, and it was just the normal shot. Mm-hmm. And then they went POV with it. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh, okay, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, now, yeah, we're getting to see this thing fly around the room from uh, its angle. Like I'm, you know, I'm in a World War II fighter jet or something. Like yeah. It was that was funny to me. The fact that we end the scene with it just kind of exploding, like out of nowhere, uh-huh. like. Everybody's dodging. Everybody is like, "Oh my gosh, gotta get this! You know, knock this thing out of the air with the broom." And then all of a sudden, we look over and it just stops midair and it goes, <laughs> "Like what?" Doesn't yeah. really that hurt. Like wild. it hurts the dad, but it doesn't really hurt anyone else. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, everybody else manages to like duck behind something. Yeah. So yeah, I was just like, "Well, why did it just combust? <laughs> like, what caused that?" And then the dad does, you know, follow that up later on by being like, oh, implying that they. The kid Jesse had done it, and he's like, "You he rigged it up with a cherry, you know, yeah, yeah. You did one of those cherry bombs." Yeah, it's like what? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're saying that your son like had the bird ingest a cherry bomb and lit it before it went in the stomach or something? How would that even work? And kids Where do the, the crazy thing. <laughs> Yeah, I just love that he will not entertain any ideas besides, like, the son messed it up or it's just more Freon. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the son because he hasn't completely finished his room. That's what he's really yeah. mad about. He's always just dancing, that damn yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the, quick question about the new the, the remake, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. 
that when I was younger, that was the first and only one I saw until like last year. And it was with like a bunch of friends and stuff. And it was at a time when I thought all horror was stupid. So it didn't matter. So I have no idea the real opinion of the movie. Having said that, though, I do remember at the end, there's a scene, because it's Rooney Mara, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Where she's like struggling backwards and it's flashing back and forth between the realities. I'm going to be honest. In uh, the aisle? That, that movie lost me a little bit. Like, I, I was uh, Am playing Am I misremembering? Some... Is that not in there? I'm going to be honest, too. I fell asleep. Yeah, she, <laughs> oh. she, she fell asleep. It's like the finale part. Yeah. So. Yes. I had one headphone off, one headphone on, and I was playing 2K online with friends at basketball. So you can so, stop watching movies, Trevor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I intentionally told Alicia, like, you can throw another movie on. I'm going to half watch it. So mm-hmm. I was watching. Okay. I was paying attention, but I think I missed that scene i kind of followed i think i watched the first half much more the second half mm-hmm. it was just kind of like glance over yeah that makes sense that this is going on glance back yeah well never mind then my question i was I'm just so gonna sorry. ask if it was cool because i remember it being like kind of a really cool scene. i just remember feeling like nothing was cool in the movie and so i wasn't terribly invested mm-hmm. like i thought mm-hmm. it was pretty bad like didn't didn't click with me at all mm. Well, then let's go back to the good one. Um, So then Jesse is asleep, and he goes to a gay bar, which I just don't know how the directors are not watching this and understanding. Mm -hmm. And and the guy who serves him at the bar is Robert Shea. Oh, it is? Because he wanted to be in the movie. And I I can't remember which role it was. It was was either the dad or the gym teacher. And the director said, like, I need a real actor to do this. And, And in the interview... Bob Shea was like, sometimes that director could be a real jerk, and that was one of those times. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but they they appeased him, and they put him behind the bar. Uh-huh. Um, and it's yeah, I'm just pointing that part out. Yeah, and then yeah. they're at a gay bar, and then the gym teacher is there, who Grady had earlier mentioned goes to this gay bar. Yeah. Yes, and then. I don't think they directly stated there was a gay bar. They were just kind of like. Well, he calls it a BDSM place. Yeah, 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 yeah. They that's where they yeah, that's where yeah. they directed it. But there were men and women throughout that bar. There were. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But everybody, everybody was kitted up. You know, they yes. they put on their <laughs> their leather, snazzy outfits. A lot of leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, then they're like, you know, it's dream logic, which is always fun. They just like walk into the gymnasium. Yeah, and he's running laps. He's running laps, and there's a shot that's genuinely a great cinematic, very, as you said, Kubricky shot where yeah. like there's a red room in the background and the camera just is very wide and it just pans with him at, or it dollies with him as he's running. Yeah. Yeah. That shot was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked good. It was like, this shot is too good to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was pretty cool because it started out with him running just like by himself. And then as he completes his lap, it pans back to the left, and then the coach enters the frame. Yeah. So yeah. it was like it was really cool blocking too. Yeah. yeah. Because it they don't change the camera angle. They finally introduce, you know, not finally, it happens after a couple seconds, but they, they introduce the coach into the frame. And then as he tells them to hit the showers, mm-hmm. it pans back right and we get to watch. Um, our main character Jesse walk out towards the showers. So it's like, man, that was that was very well yeah, done. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a cool shot and it's creepy. Like that's maybe the only creepy shot in the sure. movie. Yeah, and um, it, it, yeah, all of it feels weird too because I think the coach is still wearing that weird outfit. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, Jesse's barefoot mm-hmm. while yeah. he's running too. So it's just and weird. His uh, shirt like 
The yeah. whole scene's odd because when he goes to the bar, his uh, shirt's open. Yeah, his shirt's yeah. completely open. He's like drenched, like still from when he woke up. Yeah, like you managed to make it from your bed all the way across town to this bar, and you're still covered in sweat. Are yeah. you okay, man? And he enters the bar, looks around. He doesn't look like he really came there for a reason because obviously he's being influenced by Freddie. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to the counter. The bartender's like, "What do you want?" And he's like, just give me a beer, man. Like, he just, he doesn't look like a kid that's concerned about whether or not he can buy a beer. He looks like he needs a drink. drink. Give me a drink now. I have had enough. (laughs) And then right after he orders the drink, the coach just appears behind him and is looming over like, (laughs) I've got him now. And he does that a few times in the movie where the coach always just kind of comes up behind him and is like, oh boy, (laughs) I got him good. Love that he's chewing gum the whole time too. Yeah. Yeah, because then we have the, what what is, what's more scary than getting hit by balls? <laughs> you know, that thing that happens all the time when you're in school. Yeah. Where you get hit by maybe a tennis ball or a basketball and it hurts. But or a line drive from a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> is it scary? No. No. Why did they come up with this idea? That the was gi- so the funny, gym though. coach is like, so these balls just start like slamming into him. And there's w- one of the best ones is when he gets hit by a basketball and he's still chewing his gum. And then he he just like gets up and looks again like, well, what was that? Yeah, like nothing happened. <laughs> and then it hits him again. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then he's crawling away as all these balls are just like demolishing him, which again, subtext. And then <laughs> he goes to the shower. He gets like dragged to the shower. By a jump rope. Yeah, the yeah, jump rope. The <laughs> jump rope I loved because he, before anything weird started happening in the room, like he walks in, that's just his normal coach's office. He's got yeah. all the balls in there because yeah. know, that's his realm. And then he opens up a locker <laughs> and he grabs the jump ropes and he gets a little grin on his face. Like he has a plan for yeah. that, that set of jump ropes right there. And he sets them down on the table like, oh, <laughs> you, yeah. you won't believe what go. I have yeah. next for you, Jesse. And he sets them down. And then the weird stuff starts happening in the room. And then the jump rope is used to, like, tie him up and drag him. (laughs) And then literally, like, lash him up, like, uh, in the showers. Like, he, they drag him out of the room with the ropes. And then they stretch him all the way out, like an X shape, in the showers. Mm -hmm. And just rip off his clothes. (laughs) And and then... Which had me howling when we watched it. Well, both times. I mean, when the four of us watched it that one time, I remember we were all losing it. But this time, too, I thought it won't be as funny the second time. Nah. I was I was so crying. Funny. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. And then the towels fly, yeah. and they whoosh, smack yeah. him right in the ass. And I loved that part because he tied him up first, walked away. Like it's, It was like it was like Freddie tied him up, and he's like, all right, now I got you where I want you. And then he walks away, goes and grabs some towels, and then he lines them up, and it's like, all right, now now I'm ready. Like that, That's the performer coming out in him again because he was like, all right, he's all tied up. Yeah. Now I go grab my, my utensils for you know yeah. what yeah. I'm going to do. And they're, yeah, it's spanking him a lot, and it's just hilarious, and then it's like, but is he killing him? Like, is he going to die by spank? spank? <laughs> and then, and then Freddie claws him on the back oh a couple gosh. times. And, and that's the, what the does claws. It. Yeah. The claw kills him. Like, yeah, but it's also like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, but it just feels know. like that was the, tacked on. Yeah. The position of him being in the X as you're describing it, bare ass, only in tennis shoes slumped over, but like still sprung up was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no. was, Oh yeah. my gosh, we had to pause it. 
because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like those uh, like asphyxiation kinks that you hear about in, yeah, in the really news. Yeah, really weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, how did he die? Oh, I'm not going to read this article. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, and, he he got spanked to death. I think. Yeah. Oh man. And I loved that the spanking started happening, and he got a few good whips in, and they leave a couple marks, and he reacts like you expect him to react, like, oh, ah, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. And then by like the third and the fourth, he starts getting real red, but he starts looking back, like he's like he's like glancing back, he's watching <laughs> it happen to him, like he's he's turning over his shoulder and watching contact being made, and uh-huh. it's just like weird yeah <laughs> what, what's going on yeah, here really yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's he's become aroused i'm glad that we can only see his backside <laughs> yeah oh, <God. laughs> in his sweet little tennis shoes <laughs> it, it's cr- it's just so wild and and again in the interview thing they're kind of like why did we do that Really? Like, like they're just like, I, it, it's like it's a fugue state for them where they're all just like, I don't know. I guess we shot this movie. I don't know anything about it, though. It's weird. I mean, maybe that's why you, part of the reason why you should get someone to write it who does, who is a fan. You know, I know that person who's writing it's not necessarily shooting it, but yeah, maybe it's a like case for that. Freudian psychodynamics going on in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> But then they decide to go to Freddy's old power plant, girlfriend and boyfriend. To see if he feels something. Yeah, and he doesn't. No. But then he gets possessed in the night and almost kills his sister. Yes. So then now he's at the point of like Nancy in the previous movie where he's like, I can't sleep. I have to stay awake. So he takes some speed and then we're at the pool party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the wildest. I mean, it's just this movie, folks, it's just the perfect like, you know when you watch a bad movie and you wish that it was either worse or better? Because it's just yeah. like, it's just not bad enough to be fun. Yeah. This movie hits it all. It, it's like every scene you go, they can't top like a parakeet explosion. Then you have mm-hmm. a guy getting spanked to death. And then you're like, <laughs> then you get to the pool party. I mean, you you can't top the spank. The spank's too funny. <laughs> but it's still like, then, then you e- basically equal it with this insane pool party. The pool party is like... When we started the movie, when we started the first movie, actually, we were rewatching it. I, in my head, I was like, man, isn't there a sweet pool party scene in this movie? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, that's the second one. <laughs> like, I, we were watching the first one, and I was ready for the pool party scene. Like, yeah. it, was, it was the scene in my head from this series. And I was a little bummed. I was like, oh, man, I got to wait for the second one for that to happen? What is the iconic scene in this movie? I guess falling into the beds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, those are the things that happened. The first movie... Is very straightforward, and there's not any in- insane set pieces. Whereas the second one, it's like the locales that we visit are all cool and interesting. <laughs> A lot happens. Yeah, yeah. But th- so, did you two ever attend any any parties like this, where where it started with the dad cooking, listening to Benny Hill, <laughs> and then like the second the light turned off, the Benny, tops went Benny off. Benny Goodman. Benny Goodman. Oh yeah. The tops went off, and then the beer beer came out mm-hmm. immediately. Did you as soon as the lights any? go yeah. out? Yeah. Like not even asleep yet. <laughs> no, I think that's a. 
I think that's an upper class thing. Where like, True. if you're an True. upper class kid, yeah. then the parents are a little bit more willing to be like, okay, we'll let you have a party. Whereas, like, if you're poor, they're like, no, you're not having a party. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. And the older people, you know, rich people are like, my kid's not gonna get in trouble, and even mm-hmm. though they do, who cares? So the, the rich, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the rich kids are like, we'll we'll talk to the judge. It's fine. Like, we'll throw the party. We'd rather them have it here. You know, like right, right, exactly that kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I do, I do think the dynamic. It's genuinely a funny bit yeah. where the dad is out there cooking and he's hanging out with everybody. It reminds me of like something my dad would do where he'd be like, oh, your friends are coming over. Let me cook and hang out. Your dad would do that. Oh, and they, they preface it. Like they talk about the fact that there's going to be <laughs> a party and the girl's friend is like, oh, your dad's not going to DJ with Benny Goodman again. <laughs> is he? Yeah. And she's, she doesn't seem convinced when she gives this response, but she goes, my mom's going to try to talk to him. And then we yeah. cut to the party and it's just like, <laughs> mom couldn't pull it off. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is out there. Like, he's having the funny. time of his that's life. That's genuinely funny. Yeah. And he's, he's like yelling at the kids like, Hey, careful on the diving board. What do you guys want? You know, you want <laughs> yeah. a double decker bur- burger? <laughs> he's just loving it. He's, Hamming it up. I do love that when the mom convinces him to go inside. It's the kids' time now that they get. They have a moment. You know, they get to like let's let's have our marriage time. Yeah. In, in the bedroom, kids mm-hmm. are out there. Let's have take like advantage a, of it. A glass of <laughs> pour me a highball. Honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's basically, what's going on? But then right when the lights go off and they like immediately change the music, blare it. Like they start <laughs> screaming. Yeah. And like They're... like I said, like a top flies off in like the second shot yeah. of that, and then the the. They're just like going nuts. The beer comes out and stuff. And then the dad's like, what do you think's going on? And she goes, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it with them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like that they obviously had discussed it. Like the mother did work on him beforehand. Yeah. Because she goes up to him and is like, hey, yeah, you know, look it's at the clock. Time. It's time. Yeah. They all, they've, they've got their time now. We're going inside. Okay, <laughs> hun. And he, he looked like he had to mentally prepare himself for that moment. Like yeah. he was just kind of like... <sighs> All right, I said I would let them have their time. So, and then he does like an honorary handoff. Like yeah. he grabs one yeah, of yeah, the yeah, kids. Yeah. You're the girl master now. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Come here, bud. You know, here's the spatula. <laughs> yeah. You make sure to carry on my legacy. I'm heading inside. And that have guy fun. does. Yeah, and and he, he loves it because this girl comes up to him and he's like, "Want a hot dog?" Yeah, and they're like hanging out. Yeah, he's so proud. Yeah, like <laughs> I was chosen. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a fun party, I gotta say. Yeah, true, definitely. True. And I wish I was cool enough to get invited to parties like that. Oh, yeah, that. I wouldn't have been cool enough to mm, go to a party like Absolutely that, not. <laughs> I thought it was super interesting that it was like, that party was not real in any way just because the ratio, male to female, is like confusingly perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like they, you know, you talked about the scene where they're all they're all looking up at mom and dad's window like lights are on. Mm. Lights are off. Let's go. <laughs> and then, they, then you know they they pull out the like wagons full yes. of cold brew and, <laughs> and they start popping them. And immediately everybody pairs up. Yeah. Like like it's a like it's a dance or something. Like they right. already had their partners. And every to every man there's a woman. To every woman there's a man. They immediately split apart. And within a couple minutes after the you know the fun is happening, they all jump in the pool. They all get out and they're all together, like cuddling. Like, yeah, like, like on top as of couples 
um, mm-hmm. like within a couple minutes. Just like, man, that is the most successful uh, <laughs> party that. That's why everyone comes. Yeah, like yeah. they're like, oh, the Benny Goodman party's coming around. Yeah, <laughs> I've already asked my date. Yeah, <laughs> probably maybe it is in this world. Yeah, this is this is the. Uh, Prom, basically. Yeah, it's like, better than prom. It's more successful. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. But it's, then uh, Jesse's in the cabana mm-hmm. with with Lisa. Uh, with Lisa, and they start getting down. So but she, he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. He's he yeah. goes in there and he's like, "I'm not feeling this. I got to go home." And she's like, "What? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is at this party is getting some, and you're going to leave me out? This is my party." Yeah. yeah. So then he licks her with a giant Freddy tongue. Ooh, yeah. Gross. Delicious. It was yucky. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. Yeah, that was unpleasant for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's That's like, he freaks out. I, I can't stay with you. There's nothing I could think of that you and I could do to keep me awake. I need to go see my friend. Yeah. yeah. So he runs to his friend's house who has like, what is that? It's like, it's like he has one of those Black winter leather. jackets. Oh, black no, leather, they, yeah. It's like the comforter underneath, ah. it's like a normal comforter, like downy. Yeah. But on the top, it is like black leather. Yeah, yeah. it is. Whose idea was that? It's such a weird like he's a the director bag for a comforter. No, yeah, yeah. never in my life. <laughs> Quick cleanup, man. It's the it's the BDSM stuff going in here. You know, <laughs> it must be the production designer yeah, threw the, that in there. The German, you know, the <laughs> German coach who's into uh, Venus and Furs, like he <laughs> he gave that comforter to this kid or something yeah. in one of their exchanges. <laughs> perhaps, oh. perhaps. Yeah. Oh. That that made me so uncomfortable though. I could not stand looking at that leather comforter. No. I ugh. I also think it's really funny in this movie. Yeah, well, this guy's bed in particular, not just the comforter, but it's just such a small bed. <laughs> True. He's such True. a big person. Yeah. I just thought it was so funny. And it's, why is he not at the party? Because he's grounded. Yeah, he, he, he grounded. announces that he's grounded. Oh, he does? He announces he's grounded because he shoved his grandma down the stairs. <laughs> I thought he was joking at no. first. Yeah. And then well, like, he I said he was grounded. I did not catch this. Yeah. And, he's, and when he... <laughs> The scene he d- 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 does it is crazy too because uh, the girlfriend, or yeah, I guess they're girlfriends. I don't know. Or the uh, girl, the main girl, is like, I don't know what's going on with Jesse. He won't talk to me. He's being all weird. I want to figure this out with him. And then they go and sit down at the table, and he goes and sits next to his buddy. Jesse does. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ron. Ron. Yeah. He goes and sits next to Ron, and Ron's got like six cartons of milk. Yeah. And <laughs> his mouth is just like extremely full like yeah. he's doing the marshmallow challenge or something yeah. and they they had to have been cracking up shooting that scene because it's a pretty funny scene the entire scene his mouth is so full and he's not allowed to swallow like he's the whole scene he what are you talking about oh i come from my grandma down the dirt oh so that's where he says it yeah so he's that's why i missed it yeah you can't hear him really and then they carry on that bit to the point when Jesse gets super mad at him and he's like, Will you shut up, man? <laughs> and Ron gets up and he's like, and runs away. And it's just like at no point. Like he's sitting there for five minutes and yeah. doesn't swallow at all. He just keeps putting more food into his mouth. It's hilarious. It's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. So he shoved his grandma down the stairs. Yeah, apparently. And we're worried about Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Who yeah, shoves her grandma down the stairs? A real killer's greedy. 
<laughs> yeah, he deserved to die. Yeah. It's, it's fine that he died. <gasps> but real. then Freddie bursts out of Jesse mm-hmm. in a very cool special effect. Yeah. yeah. Where he literally, like, like there's a prosthetic, and you can see Freddie's eye mm-hmm. through his mouth as uh-huh. he's screaming. And he literally bursts out, and then he attacks Grady and starts killing him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the pool party, and he is just being a little rascal. Mm-hmm. And he's menace. running around, knocking stuff over. Oh, no, he first shows up. Making the pool hot. Jesse first shows up just covered in blood. Yeah, he goes. Oh, he, yes, fades, yeah. he fades in and out. Yeah. So he's just covered in blood and is like, I just killed Ron and is freaking out. And she's like, just talk to me. Tell me what's happening. And he can't mm-hmm. and won't. And then... And then I forget how he, I think then Freddie takes over or something. Yeah. 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 Right, right in that scene. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. In the previous scene, he, he does the transformation, which I, I want to go back to the arm transformation because that yeah. scene is super cool. Like he, he wakes up Ron and is like, Ron, it's happening again. And then, oh, yeah. he, then we get like a Wolverine scene where yeah. the claws slowly emerge from his finger. And it's just like, Ooh, that's gross. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty good right there. Mm-hmm. But then it just keeps going. Like they pay so much attention to that arm and the skin starts to slowly separate and like it kind of has like a zigzag cut to it and then it just expands mm-hmm. and slowly turns into Freddy's arm mm-hmm. and it's it's, it's crazy looking. Cool. It's crazy oh, it's so looking. Good. And then, you know, after he, he kills his buddy and his buddy immediately just goes, oh my gosh, and then runs to the door and starts banging on it. He's like, dad, 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 please save me. And it's just like, this is weird. Like, what is happening here? And the dad eventually shows up and we just, that's the only time we get to hang out with Ron's parents at all is just on the opposite side of the door, like going like, what's going on in there? And we never hear from them again. Nope. And he just jumps out the window. He's just, he kills him. He jumps out the window. He runs into his girlfriend. He killed his lover. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he starts messing around and having fun at the pool party. Yeah, he yeah. makes hot dogs explode. He does. <laughs> he makes beer cans shoot. He makes the pool really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing that happens. Is yeah. they're like, "Will somebody please turn down the heat in this pool?" Yeah, mm-hmm. which was that was. I feel like they should have gone further with the the the, the that that scene, like, and made them start like melting. Yeah. yeah. Because it was kind of like, they're like, ooh, it's hot. And then they get out. And I know. Like, I thought oh, I remembered okay. that people did die in it, but I guess not. There were, people die in People it. did? There were in a the couple pool? people that die. Uh, maybe not in the pool. No, I'm not yeah, sure. I meant mean, in the, the pool. Because yeah. I just, oh, I just okay. thought I remembered it like getting really hot and people drowning. Yeah. Or something. And know. then Freddie's just like, hey, children. <laughs> he just starts chopping them up. The, the and part, it's so fun. The part <laughs> when the people are like trying to like stampeding, getting over the fence, and that person gets trampled yes. on. That is like uh. really intense. <laughs> it yeah. is. That was the scene that we both looked at and were like, oh man, that's uh that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best kill in the movie. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. no, the best kill is the spank towel kill. Come on. Oh, Don't yeah. even <laughs> pretend like it's not the best kill. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, pool party gone wrong. I mean, they should have named this. They should have named this movie a Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Pool Party. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The pool party is yeah. like the, the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you said, what is his revenge in this movie? You would think with a title, Freddy's Revenge, that the movie would be about him getting back on the parents or something like 
because it's the or parents, getting Nancy, it's the parents or, who killed him. Yeah. So just going, it's like a one by one kind of thing. But his revenge is just random killing. Yeah. With no purpose behind it. No, he's just having fun. That's not revenge. No. Oh. This movie should be called Freddy's Pool Unless Party. Unless he's like claiming more children. Yeah, there was no premeditation on Freddy's side. He just no. felt like being a little scamp. Yeah. <laughs> I got the brains and you got the body. <laughs> Let's make lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they th- there's that whole sequence. He attacks uh, uh, Lisa, Lisa. And he again, in the house, he makes sure that he knocks over things before he attacks her. Yes. Which I'm always going to appreciate. And then <laughs> then they like go to the warehouse, right? Yeah. Unless there's anything else at Freddy's pool party well, yeah, he, we want to discuss. He escapes. Yeah, he does. Like, he does this weird... He walks through the fence and the flame, like, bursts yeah. in flames. Which is and cool. Yeah. They all scream, like, where did he go? Yeah. Yeah. And he just disappears. And then Le- Lisa, is that yeah. what said her name was? She, she immediately goes, oh, I know where he's heading. And yeah. she takes off by herself. Like, yeah. she's going there to save him. And, and this is kind of cool, flipping it on its head, where she... Saves the day. Yeah, yeah, she definitely does. The woman saves the With day love. in a slasher. Love yeah. prevails. Oh, True. yeah. More like like he was in love <laughs> with Grady. We all know it. Well, okay, she, yeah. she, she she loves she's, him. Her love. Her yeah. love. Yes. She's yeah. gonna try to save him. She's gonna make this marriage work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only find out when he's eighty that he yeah. was dealing with a lot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they go to the factory. There's the weird baby dogs that we talked about that don't look good. Weird mutated rat. Yeah. And then... And cat. Yes. And then they have, like, their showdown. She kisses him. Yeah. Oh, I did not like that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She That'd goes have been in tough and, to shoot. Yeah. I wouldn't... Like, even if I know that there's a real person underneath there, it would gross me out uh-huh. to yeah. have to pretend kiss that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would do it 10 times over... Having a snake wrapped around me, though, if we're ranking You'd kiss things. Freddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd kiss Freddy. I over really a snake. don't like snakes. I really don't. I, I, am, I, I am scared of them. Mm-hmm. They cause me fear. You remember that, that time when uh, there was the. So we were house sitting for my parents, and my, my dog who lives with my parents, Frodo, he, mm-hmm. he's really good at catching animals and killing them. Oh, gosh. And he got this snake, and he, like, ripped it apart, you know, because if he gets it, he just mm-hmm. tears back and forth so that it flies apart. And then he presents it to you guys as a gift, right? No, he just leaves it wherever he's uh, done with it. We mm-hmm. had a dog that, or I guess I didn't, my grandparents had a dog that would, like, kill the gophers in the area, and then he'd drop them on the porch and be like, there you go. I knocked that thing out for you. <laughs> like, like he was a bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh usually Frodo will just like eat it. He'll just eat the whatever yeah. he kills. So he he does that, and I'm like, okay, I have to clean this up. It's all over like the cement driveway. And so I, you know, I take like a shovel and I, I pick up the snake, and I'm kind of like, it, it's ripped apart. Like it, there's no chance of this thing mm-hmm. being alive. But I'm just like almost shaking and and at this point i think in my life i was like i i don't fear things you know i i I don't have fear and so then i put it in the garbage can but then the next day i took out the trash and i opened the lid and i knew it was there and as i was opening it i was like shaking whoa like knowing it was there and i was like and my heart was racing and my stomach was dropping and i saw it and i like threw it in there and i was like oh no i'm i have a phobia (laughs) i am scared of these things i would say so yeah yeah (laughs) What is that? What is that one called? I don't know what that one's called. And and anacondophobia. <laughs> Let's go with that for right now. <laughs> well, oh, man. at least Frodo's an ethical hunter. 
throw. Yeah. 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 He's, he's killing for the purpose of a meal, and that's yeah. the way you should do it. Yes, he, yes. He's not leaving the carcasses laying around or, like, you know, presenting them in his, inside his house. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's we, a, we he's can give a him that. only outdoor dog, so there's been no problems, uh, yeah. you know, bringing a bloody thing inside the house. <laughs> but if he gets a skunk, it, that smell Ooh, will yeah. permeate through the house. And he usually gets several skunks a year. Oh, yeah, he does. He, he often smells of skunk. Yeah, he, he's okay with getting sprayed by them. It doesn't bother him. <laughs> so they'll spray him, and then he'll just grab him and kill him. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's, that's Frodo. <laughs> he, he doesn't sound like he matches up with the personality of his namesake very well. No. 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 Yeah, no. But he is timid around other dogs. Yeah, Gilmore laid down the law early with them, yeah. with Frodo. Yeah, so Gilmore yeah. rules over Frodo. He's mm-hmm. alpha. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. Our little, our little capybara friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, he does have a capybara vibe, too. Yeah. Gilmore. Big fan, big fan of his work. Yeah, good boy. He's currently <laughs> laying on all of the cords. Yeah. Great um, choice. But yeah, they go there. They they fight. They Through the power of love, she is able to kill Freddy, and he bursts into flames. And like you said, Jesse pushes back the skin. And comes out looking looking like Darth Vader at the end of Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. And, uh, close one, Micah. That was close. Uh, Mike Mike was about to text Please, me. Yeah. He's all charred up. like Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It definitely feels like the scene where he's coming out of the lava. Well, that's true. It would work for uh, either movie, yeah. You're okay on that one. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they hop on the bus and they're like, everything's so fine and so good. Yeah. And then who's but then, driving? But then the bus just Jesse's takes like, off. the bus is going too fast. They're <laughs> like, no, it's fine. And you find out, oh, he is going crazy. And the bus yeah. driver looks normal. Mm-hmm. But then a hand bursts out of her friend. Yeah. And then the bus just takes off. And it's kind of a long shot where the bus is just driving really fast in Joshua Tree again. again. Yeah. And the fact that the friends are just like playfully like, oh my gosh, crazy party last night. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't just the most traumatic the, thing. The timeline felt weird to me because that scene started with him walking outside with his mom and he's basically like, Yay, I'm yeah. back. I'm going to yeah. school. I'm better he, he now. Goes, they he goes, all went to school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's walking, he p- pumps his fist to the bus, like, guys, I'm back. Woohoo! <laughs> but then they're still talking about the party, and it's like, so what? It was just the next day? Yeah. Or what has it, it been weeks? It feels like the first movie and the second movie do this, where they make it seem like the main character beats Freddy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like I feel like what they're doing is constantly implying that yeah. they didn't He's actually win. Yeah. They, yeah. they didn't, and I feel like they make it, make you know that this is also a dream state. Yeah. Because the people that are dead are back. Yeah, they don't acknowledge the events that happened. Yeah. They're not saying, you know, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was crazy when yeah. I cut you into pieces and you were dead. Like, no, th- that didn't happen. We had a fun party, and th- it's like they do a time jump after they beat the villain. Right. They time jump back to a period where everybody was there and good, and then we get to see Freddie win his final time. And yeah, it's like, no, I'm still in That's control. You know, they hop in the the uh, the Freddie mobile and they at the end of the first one right. and drive off and it's just like everybody's good everybody's good to go let's go to school oh what's going on the car's going crazy right. like so it's interesting they they always say no one actually wins they, yeah. they just feel like they win and then you're back into Freddie's domain then you, yeah. everyone's got to go to sleep sometime pretty much well yeah it's i'm i'm curious so this is halloween ends is coming out soon well actually by the time this episode comes out it'll be out 
And it's it's just interesting when you're dealing with these characters like Freddy and Michael Myers, uh, where it's like part of the thing is they can't and don't die. No matter yeah. what you do, they always come back. Yeah, because it's a franchise more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you finish any one of these movies, it's like okay, now they stand up. That's like what you always have to do. Established in John Carpenter's Halloween, that's what these types of characters do. So I'm I'm curious if there will if there can ever be a nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy is like killed and what that ending would look like where it's not like actually he's alive though. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then I think about Halloween ends where I'm like I I don't know how it's possible that this movie could have a satisfying ending because it has to end with Michael Myers getting away at the end or it's not satisfying but then it feels like it's not the ending to anything. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's the weird horror curse of these like slasher archetypal mm-hmm. movies. And I don't know how you would write that or fix that. Yeah. yeah and Freddy, Freddy is an interesting one too, because Michael Myers, you know, we establish that he's just an insane person at first. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's unhinged, but as it goes on, he becomes this crazy entity that cannot be yeah. extinguished. And it just feels fine. There's, the only thing that they have to think about is that you can't kill him. Like, shoot him four times in the head. It's fine. He's getting up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's his only, like, superpower. He doesn't travel at extreme speeds. He's not going to appear wherever he wants. Freddy has no rules. And I'm yeah. real interested to see yeah. what's going on. Like, I want to know the lore and how this rule set applies to the universe. Because it seems like he can just do whatever he wants. Like, in the first movie, they're like... Uh, well, if you stop pour- pouring your energy into him, then he can't win. Yeah. And, you know, she turns away from him. She turns his back to or her back to him. And then he, like, disappears and falls into the void. But then and, he's back. Yeah. But then, you know, the very next scene after sh- they win, he they hop in the Freddy Mobile. And it's just like, so are there any rules? Is he just constantly yeah. playing with his food? Is mm-hmm. that this universe is just, it's his world and you're living in it? Yeah. You know, it yeah. does feel like he can do whatever he wants all the time where, you know, all the other characters feel like there's something that can be gotten away from. Yeah. And that's what's so funny about this dream character because he, you don't get away. Mm. You you can't do anything. He can do whatever he wants whenever he feels like it. And yeah. there there are no rules. So it's just, his world is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the only way you could write something different with Freddy would be you know, if somehow someone like woke up or he woke up and it was like, th- oh. these movies have been a dream or something, hmm. and now we're going like to kill him. really meta or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I wouldn't like that. Yeah. They could do the whole like vampire in the box thing. Like, yeah, when, since he's, maybe he's vampire constantly. Vampire in the box. What's, oh, oh, oh. like Dracula. Like, I was thinking him. of Schrodinger's cat and I was like, vampire <laughs> in the box, is it alive or is it dead? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm a little bit more straightforward. I'm just saying you find you find him when he is, you know, he's awake or whatever. You find him in his awake state, and you kill oh, him. Yeah. You know, you find oh, the vampire. You know that good, that could yeah. work. Yeah, um, and that could be a way to finish it. But it is very. There's just not a lot tied to what's going on in the universe. So they just get to do whatever they want, which is a really yeah. good idea. They don't mm-hmm. they don't have to break their own rules ever because there were never any. Mm-hmm. Except for in the first movie, but right. we, we we always have to retcon a first movie. Yeah, especially because you yeah. don't know that it's gonna exactly be successful. So, but t- t- 
because you guys have seen the two newest Halloween movies, correct? Um, Halloween, I Halloween Kills. Think... I feel like I only watched the first one. I may have watched both. Is are we ending a quartet with this newest movie or a trilogy? This will be a third one. Yeah. A third? Yeah. I'm not sure that I watched the second one. Yeah. Okay. The, can Pretty I t- sure. ask what happens in the movie at all? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you guys are going to cover the series, so we'll just skip that. No, well, it would if we do cover it, it'd be a long time from now. But the the Halloween Kills is the one where there's like there's the one guy from Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. um, who's one of the stars. The yeah, and and um, and they they're like they basically there's there's a big scene where where the the town like gangs up and tries to beat him up and like beat him to death. Yeah, no, I think we missed that. Yeah, one. I think we I think we stopped after the first one because the second one was coming out in theaters, and yeah. I prepped with the first one, and we both watched it together. And then Alicia was like, eh, "I'm not in the mood," and so we never watched the second one yeah. in theaters. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, the first one is where you know Grandma Jamie has <laughs> the cabin in the woods mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. the the uh, like the island that mm-hmm. moves, and they've got that underground area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we watched that. We haven't watched the second, so we'll probably do the same thing this year. We'll watch the second one in preparation for yeah. the third, and then not go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, I just wanted to ask if if we want to put it on record, even though it'll it'll already be out. Do you do you guys think because this is the end of you know mm-hmm. Halloween? Of course, it will never end, but. Will Michael Myers be finitely killed by the end of this movie? Yes or no? What do you think? No. No. Yeah, I think I got to go no. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. No. Because he's not a character where I can even think up a reason why he would die. Yeah. I do I do think the second movie, because uh, we watched it semi-recently, um, yeah. they did... I mean, we haven't even seen all the Halloween movies, but based it's on only the fourth one we've seen. We've seen Halloween one, then we saw the new Halloween. We saw Halloween two, then we saw the new Halloween. Yeah. So we have to watch <laughs> Halloween three this month before we see Halloween. But based ends. on yeah. based on Halloween rules and logic of the invincibility of him, yeah, they pushed it to the limits in a way I didn't think they ever could, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great, but yeah, it was also it, just like insane weird. Halloween Kills is a movie that like. Uh, the fan base of Halloween didn't like, and and it didn't do like like critically, it didn't do that well. But we watched it, and I was like, I don't know what you want from these movies if it's not this, because yeah, it it's just good. like insane blood and gore, and, and it's just crazy. Like, isn't the director pretty interesting? Is it like Gordon Green? Yeah, it's David, David Gordon, Gordon Green. Green. Yeah. And Danny McBride is one of the writers on yeah. these movies, oh, <laughs> because they're they're buddies. Because he yeah. did, uh, they do like righteous gemstones together. Yeah, and they also he's directed a couple of those like Seth Rogen. You know, James yeah. Franco comedy. Your, your yeah. Like he he started off as a very indie, you know, yeah, indie, you know, into the Criterion Collection type. Because um, I think he does what's George Washington. George Washington, yeah. yeah. Like that movie's pretty interesting and cool. But then he went full comedy, yeah. And now he's come back, and he's yeah. he's an interesting it's, director. Interesting. He's pretty cool. I, I yeah, like I him. like him because yeah, like Righteous Gemstones is a hilarious show, and then he did um. Eastbound and Down, which is oh, also hilarious. It's so funny. And th- there's another show, Vice Principles, which I mm. haven't seen, but I've heard is hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I uh, Halloween Kills is. It, I mean, it's it's not it's not The Shining, but I mean, it's like I, I'm not sure why because it seemed like the the reaction to it was like this is actively bad, you know. And I was like, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Michael Myers is killing a lot of people. That's kind of why I see a Halloween movie. I think horror is an interesting genre because 
Well, I think horror and comedy have a interesting overlaps because yeah. mm-hmm. you can play it one of two ways. Like there's deadpan and then there's just, you know, Talladega Nights, like mm-hmm. extreme, yeah. you know, we're going crazy with this. This, this, these are just a series of skits that we came up with that we thought would be hilarious. Right. And I feel like horror is kind of the same as that, where you just go wacky, bonkers, whatever you feel like doing, or you actually make it horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like you are not going to be able to sleep at night. And those, those are the two end goals. And, you know, obviously it varies how well they accomplish that. Yeah. It's usually much harder to do the straightforward, like, no, this is going to scare the socks off you. Yeah. So I do prefer it when... They tow that line of like, is this a horror horror or is this a fun horror? Right. I prefer yeah. fun horror because it lands more often. It's easier to do that. Yeah. And being straightforward, like if you're gonna scare the pants off me, you better nail it or I'm gonna laugh at your movie. Yeah. 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 yeah I would agree with that. But I think I think he will die in the movie, but then there will be something, not his body or something like that, but there'll be something that suggests that, oh, but did he live on? Hmm. But but they'll kind of try and play it both ways. That's what I think. I could see that. Yep. Yeah. Put them in one of those like sliding morgue trays, like those you know the metal mm-hmm. slide yeah. outs. Slide them into one of those, and then just have it rattle a tiny bit at the very end. Yeah. Do a little Inception top kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's Nightmare on Elm Street too. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they want to say about this lovely movie? Go watch it. Yeah, you'll have a good time. I agree. Yeah, it's even really if fun. even if you listen to everything we said, you still have not yeah. truly enjoyed the experience mm-hmm. of this crazy movie. There are a few like just closing random bits, you know, the the uh, behind the scenes stuff that I'm interested in. Um, first of all, I want to ask the Breaking Bad people if <laughs> they were inspired by the Jesse screams because uh-huh. in that movie they're like the dad at one point is just Jesse and it's yeah. just like I, I that's did. Walter White that's Walter White <laughs> I have been rewatching Breaking Bad and I was thinking about it while yeah. I was watching it's this. hard not to hear because the yeah it's the the gruffness of the way he screams Jesse yeah. it sounds the same and I was like that's that's funny <laughs> um and then also um have you guys seen Mortal Kombat the like no, 90s no. 80s I think it's Early '90s or something. Um, okay, uh, have you played the original games at all? Not really. Uh, okay, I, I know what they are. Yeah, though. there's there's like uh, Raiden, who's like you know Lightning God or whatever in that universe. He, the way they style the lightning bolts, is very specific to the era. I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah. and is every time I saw a lightning bolt strike something in this movie, because that happens multiple times. It I, don't, I think we skipped. A lot. I think we skipped over that. Yeah. But like, there's a scene where the he's like looking at the dishes and they they mm-hmm. strike, and he just kind of looks to the side, no like, reaction. Whoa, that was weird. Yeah. And like the toaster at one point, yeah. the toaster like lightning strikes the toaster, and <laughs> the dad gets up and is like, "Whoa, it's unplugged. Uh-huh. That's wacky. What's going on here?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And <laughs> every time I saw that effect, I just thought of like Raiden's sealing lightning bolts. Like it looked the exact yeah. same. So I was, I always like seeing how stylistically things are portrayed in an era. Like, yeah. Yeah. this is how that thing looks in this 10 year span. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that lightning bolt thing really stuck out to me. Cause I was, I was just like, Freddy Krueger is now Raiden in my mind. That's canon. Yeah. Book it. <laughs> um, yeah. That stuff was hilarious. And, I think I think that was about it for me. Um, 
just love the effects. Oh, one other thing that this isn't really just a funny add-on like the other two, but I really liked how this movie gave us... We, we talked about the locations in this yeah. movie and how mm-hmm. they highlight the location. This is a place that the people are in, and it's kind of a cool place. Um, in the first movie, it felt like they were, you know, like they're enclosed sets, you know? Yeah. yeah. When, when we go to... What is it? A, they call it like a power plant, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Large location. Um, and like a big factory. The first movie, it feels like kind of claustrophobic. Like you're in this place and you're frightened and you're right. turning corners and it's very claustrophobic. And this one, we get the daytime shot where they pull up on the place and it's like, whoa, that's big. That's cool. That's a place that a high schooler would want to explore. Yeah. yeah. And then we enter and you can feel like you feel like it's a place now. Yeah. And then as they walk through the hallways, I felt like the way it was the way it looked in this movie was way cooler. Even when we do get to the moments where it's nighttime and it's scary and we're crossing all of the like, you know, off the floor catwalk type areas. I loved that because I felt like that location is like that's that's a place that's going to reoccur in all of the movies at this yeah. point. And I feel like they took an idea of a location and they turned it into a place for me. So I appreciated yeah. that a lot. Yeah. I like, see what you mean. Yeah. There's, there's just a lot of parts of this movie where I feel like they fleshed out the world in a better way than the first one. The, the yeah. first movie to me, it was just kind of like, yeah, there's, there's this really scary guy and his name's Freddie and he's going to come and get you. And we get a little bit of backstory from the parents mm-hmm. and, but it's all kind of nebulous. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's an idea of who he is, but that's about it. Right. This movie, it feels like, these are characters. These are plots that are distinct. They're they're separate from this whole genre. Mm-hmm. And I, overall, I feel like it's just much more of its own movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's why that's why I really love this one. And I would argue that it, mm, better might not be the right term, but hey, you I can. Think, no I think one's it's gonna... more. Mm-hmm. I think it's a much more interesting movie, and I'd rather watch the second one anytime. Not just because I'm laughing at it, but because I like what it tried to do. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think the second time around, I found less of the performances funny and more like I'm kind of on their wavelength. Yeah. Like even because yeah. I remember thinking the lead was pretty terrible the first time. And this time I was like, I kind of dig what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. I no, think I seems, just needed to see it a second time. He seems pretty grounded. Like yeah. the character seems pretty grounded. The family seems like a family. Like it, it kind of has that. Donnie Darko at the dinner table with his real life sister Maggie yeah, Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their interactions feel like that's a family. These are these are people that have been around each other. They've got you know inside jokes. They understand each other. So I felt like the dynamic worked pretty well in the family. Yeah, and I feel like you know the child actor for the girl was pretty decent. Yeah, uh, everybody everybody did a good job. Um, there's a few. All the extras are like kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, yeah. The forty-year-old man that's in the pool with the girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> they got you know, so old. He's got some uh, days and confused Matthew McConaughey yeah, going yeah. on. Um, and there's also in the cafeteria at one point, it looks like one of the old factory workers fr- that worked with Freddy Krueger Kruger, is going through the line and getting spaghetti. Like, it's pretty <laughs> funny at the high school. Uh, I there, that one. There's a few moments in it where it's just like, you couldn't try a little bit harder. Like, they're yeah. extras. You don't have to have them deliver lines. Just make them look like high schoolers. Yeah. That was your one <laughs> yeah. job. Bare minimum. You had one job here. Yeah. Make them look like ha- high schoolers in the background. And yeah. you, you messed that up. You just have all your buddies come on set because <laughs> they wanted to be in a movie. <laughs> 
that was funny to me. But yeah, I like I like the world a lot. It makes it makes Nightmare on Elm Street uh, a, a universe very well. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think I, I am looking forward to watching the other ones that we've seen already again. Yeah, to really think about what I like most. So far, I do think that I, this is my favorite one too. Two or three. As well, the second one is my favorite one. Oh, as well okay. As yours. Okay, yeah. I remember that Micah was saying that three was Dude, possibly three's the best one of the three five. Three is we've good. Three, this one depends on what funny. you're coming for. Yeah, I, I loved the I loved the plot of the third yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And there's some really cool effects in the third one. Yeah, yeah. Like they they have some creative usage of the gore rather than just like I punch through a body. It's like oh my gosh, are they really doing this right yeah. now? That's creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I give it that, but I, I like the second one more all around because I do feel like the acting is interesting in the third. Then there's yeah. a few things where it's just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as, like I've said, because four and five are not very good movies, but they have cool stuff in them, so I like mm-hmm. them, and yeah. that makes them good movies. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you need to do in a horror series to validate your creation is have a few memorable scenes. Add have to a the few montage kills. I think it, is the exactly. Key in yeah, you've got to build up this, you know, horrifying creature. You've got to make him. You've got to add it to, you know, his scrapbook. Like mm-hmm. yeah. in the first movie, sure things happen. We we know Freddy Krueger, and Freddy Krueger might be the coolest in the first movie, mm-hmm. but. Those following movies, you have to be able to tie all those kills to that character and say, man, this is stuff that Freddy, Freddy Krueger, the person, does, not things that happen in Freddy Krueger 3 or Freddy Krueger. Totally. I mean, sorry, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street 3 or Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Totally. You know, it's got to all feel like his body of work. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, creative kills like Fear Street series, good series, like it, but you throw, you throw someone's head through a bread slicer, I'm going to always remember that first movie because that's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's true. Never seen that before. Had never seen that before. <laughs> staple staple in the genre. Yeah. You got to do a slasher. You got to do something. just some- slash. No. Like, <laughs> you got to have somebody really demented coming up with some special stuff for <laughs> yeah. you. But we're at the end. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Plug? Hmm. No, not really. No. I don't do much. I go to work. I go to school, you know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I did. I don't know. Just got to give you the space, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. I deleted all my social media, so. <laughs> great. It'll, it'll be back. It will be eventually, but. But you're still now. on Letterbox. That's yeah. true. We that's could true. link our Letterbox. Yeah. yeah. I'll, put them, I'll put them in the description. All right. Because yeah. Letterbox rules and they're fun follows. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I just went out of my way. Uh, on a late night where I was bored, I just decided to take every horror movie that Alicia and I together have watched over the past six years uh, from the first day of fall to the end of October. So that's the time frame. And I put them all into one giant list, rating them by how well they work as spooky season watches. So Whoa. not necessarily the best movies, uh-huh. but how well they work seasonally. And it was, cool. I was having some fun with it. It's mostly just for me. I don't care if you look at it. I, I just like to do things like that. But yeah, so I just did that. And yeah. so I've, I've uh, decided, you know, there are some bad movies that just work really well in Halloween. Yeah. If yeah. I watched this movie or if I watched, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street at any time of the year, I would enjoy it. But if I watch it on October 6th and mm. I'm I'm ready, I'm seeing it, the season's changing, I'm way more into it. I think yeah, yeah, sure. that's that's just a fun aspect of movies yeah. is to kind of approach it like, you know, 
you're, you're role playing with the movie. Like this is this is the experience I'm about to have in the world. I'm I live in the world of Halloween right now, and uh, those are the movies I'm gonna watch. Great. That's All right. Awesome. Well, I will just say that next week we have to go back to the theaters because we're seeing Black Adam for the podcast. It comes out this soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't so, sound excited, Jordan? No, I'm not looking forward so to it. So get ready to watch Black Adam. And then also my album, as of today, it'll be two weeks away, Ooh. which means there's pre-orders, which means there's T-shirts, which means there's posters, there's postcards, there's house shows. You can you can pay to be on the show even, this show. I've been seeing the single releases. Single, and I'm doing, I'm doing vinyls for the singles. And they're kind of expensive, but I'm not making any money from them. I trust me. So, <laughs> so you can buy a vinyl, which will have ghosts in my house, millions, billions, trillions, zillions, and as the deer panteth for the water. It's like fifteen bucks. But are they first four, first vinyl? So are they forty fives? Seven. You said they're huh? Seven inch. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So the the all that stuff's available, and it's linked in this episode. Check it out, and come to the release show, uh, November fourth, at Either. Eden Ballroom. Adios, folks. Bye. One, two, spooky podcast for you. Three, four, lots of blood and gore. Five, six, Freddy's goofy tricks. Seven, eight, another deadly thing. Nine, ten, never podcast again.